Welcome, everyone, to the Lure It In podcast. We are returning after a long break, after I broke every bone in my body, um, <laughs> got infected with an alien an alien uh, genome that, I don't know, I'm just making, hey, we're back. Not to break every bone in the body part, that was real. That part was real. Uh, no, except it wasn't Anthony breaking every bone. It was everyone in the group breaking collective different bones. Well, actually, yeah, everybody broke collective like different bones. Or whatever. But then after that happened, I got into a tragic skydiving accident. And then and I died. also... And I died. And after I died, I was resurrected. But then I was diagnosed You're with welcome, lung by the cancer. Way. And, yeah, so now we're back after that, and, you know, mm. it wasn't that bad. We made it through. So, if we are going to introduce ourselves, <laughs> with me, as always, is Elena. Speak. Are you, are you uh-huh. introducing yourself as Elena? Yeah. No, I said with me, as always. I can't be me and with me, like... That would imply that there's two me's. So you're Don't introducing tell Catholic me. Church that. Yes. <laughs> so but then, say why some... am I the only one who was introduced? Because yeah, we're going down a oh, list. God. Okay? Oh God! We're like you're going <laughs> first, and then and then Morgan oh, or God. Henry or then the me last. Oh God! Oh, we're like circling a drain right now, and just, we're just okay. in a circle. <laughs> okay. In a circle. I'm Anthony. There's Elena. There's Morgan. There's Henry. And you all don't know your alphabet, but we've tried. <laughs> also, I don't really understand that like expression because like circling the drain, it still goes down into the drain eventually. Yeah, but you just we're circling it. We're trying to get into the drain. <laughs> And we're just circling around. <laughs> well, give it a minute. Give All right. it a minute. I'm going to take over. I'm a, my name's Elena, and with me is Anthony, Morgan, and Henry. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yay! Thank God. I'm Morgan, <laughs> if you don't know. The other, per- the other person is Henry. <laughs> hey, I'm Henry, and I approve of this message. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Well, I'm Anthony, like- and I don't approve of that message. Well, thanks for joining us today for the podcast, everyone. It was a good good session full of tech issues and broken bones. We'll have to go. See you next time. Okay, no. Okay. Today, we are continuing with the inheritance... What's it called? The inheritance cycle? The inheritance... The Aragon uh, stuff. The inheritance cycle, I believe. Um, okay. And... and- yeah, yeah, and actually, just want to start off because uh, this was supposed to be a trilogy. It was supposed to be three books, and um, the writer Paulini, uh, he said, "No, no, no. There's so much information that you know. There's so many plot points that I want to do that I actually need to do four. And in my opinion. That was a big mistake. <laughs> I'm going to, well, it's I'm been going nothing sh- but a mistake up until this point. Adding Brad another Lesson. one. The mistake is he didn't end sooner. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of couples that are always fighting, and they're like, you know what will fix this? A child. <laughs> it's like, you know what will fix this series? A fourth book. Because that <laughs> always happens. So I actually want to just start out, and I just want to ask people. I mm, Okay, I'm going to... Let's start with something simple. Um, 
What is a good book? Can someone describe what is a good book? I have. Oh, we, um, oh, I, we talked about this, or I went on a rant about this last time about how the main characters don't have any impact on the plot. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's just like, you know, that the actions of the characters we are following have direct impact to the plot and we're following the characters for a reason. Either mm-hmm. they're trying to make a change or they're trying to save the world or they're somehow related to the antagonist, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so far, like besides the bomb that was dropped last time, it's like, why are we even following Aragon? You know, and mm-hmm. it just seems like because things are happening around sword. them. Yes, it just seems like things are happening around them without them having impact. So for me, I would say that the characters have meaning in the story. Mm-hmm. I believe um, I wrote this like a few, a uh, couple of like months back, but it's actually um for me, it's even simpler than that. It's the fact that characters interact with other characters in their environment, and then those characters change due to their interactions so Mm -hmm. essentially what you're doing is you're watching these characters evolve and develop over time and unfortunately i'm you're going to see this keep in your head the fact that throughout this book characters should be changing they should be changing we talked about this last time i think yes yes and throughout this you know, I just want to—I want that to be in your head that something should be changing and things should be developing, if that makes any sense. And like, I just want to keep—I want to keep that in your head. <laughs> just keep that in your heads while it's going. Uh, I'm going to start this off with um, <laughs> chapter one. So essentially, it starts off um, with so essentially, uh, Rowan had uh, it was going to be uh, his wife. He had his fiance. And, um, she was taken by, uh, she was taken by the Razak, which are essentially these, like, bad guys, um, I remember telling folk that they're kind of like, uh, those black writers from Lord of the Rings, where it's like, ooh, they're so evil and spooky, and they do bad things for the bad guy, and they're following the main characters around and being all evil and spooky. Um, but anyway, you mean like uh, the one time they showed up and we haven't seen them since? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Hey, hey, hey. They left a huge impact on us. Like they were really evil that time that they were there. Though. They like stood they ominously did. in the background. They did eat that one guy. Not gonna lie. Um, oh, like but- we haven't eaten a person at least once in our life. <laughs> As long as you don't eat the brain, it's fine. You know, it's exactly. Fine. It's like being like having gay sex, but like if you keep your socks on, it's not gay anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know the ancient Chinese secret? <laughs> what do not bring the Chinese to into this. this. <laughs> they have nothing to do with your nonsense. <laughs> if you have gay sex. With socks on, it's no longer gay. It's just locker room play. Amazing. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> so okay, the more I guess you know, that the more you okay, know. Okay, that that's still <laughs> dumb, but I can see the logic. <laughs> I'm glad one of us does because I'm <laughs> I'm just speaking the law. I'm just saying the law. I don't agree with it. <laughs> 
But if you have such insight, Anthony, please tell the class. I think it's the idea that for real sex, you have to be totally naked. That would be my guess. Well, I thought the... Well, he just said locker room stuff, so I just get... The idea that, oh, they were just messing around in the locker room. I thought that was what he was trying to get across. I explicitly said gay sex. <laughs> okay. Again, gay yeah, that's the only thing sex. I can think of. <clears throat> no, no, it doesn't count, though, because of this. Exactly. It doesn't count because. By the I way, have how the fuck did we get number here? I don't oh, know. I was talking about um, <laughs> the writers from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I was talking about the edge lords that have done nothing so far, and we somehow got to socks and sex. So, <laughs> off to a great start. Morgan, yeah. I hope you're ready to lead this class of preschoolers as you desperately try to get us to draw hand turkeys for the holidays. And I'm throwing markers at Henry. And Anthony is in the corner trying to eat his snowman. Uh, <laughs> it's a good snowman, okay? It's plastic and paper. <laughs> Be quiet, Henry. I'm throwing markers at you. <laughs> so anyway, Rowan and Aragon, they're um, basically trying to get Katrina and also um, Katrina's father um, back uh, from the Razak. And this is in a place called Helgrin. This is where the Razak live. They kind of live in this uh, this kind of like mountainous peak. It's like this weird kind of like a devil's tower kind of thing. And uh, essentially, so they're they're watching. Uh, so I'll explain this. Um, the city of Helgren. They uh, they kind of like worship the Razak, and they do very weird things. It makes any sense. And uh, Rowan and Aragon, they're kind of watching the priests of Helgren. They're like they're watching these priests like can you remind weird... me about Helgren? like so Helgren essentially is this place they're kind of like weirdos that have this religion around the razak and oh, was... give sorry what was this where like the hot lady was shitting on religion the whole time no no that's um oh. that's a dwarven city that's uh further down south uh, okay yeah yeah now nah, i'm sorry i didn't review before class I know, I, I, I was saying I should have. But, so I this didn't... is, um... Have we been here before? Um, book one, unfortunately. Okay. So, um, let me actually explain. So, this Sorry, city is, uh, it's... No, it's fine, it's fine. Um, it's filled with humans, but they kind of worship the Razak, and they will this actually... This is not where Aragon is from, is it? No, 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 okay. um, Aragon and Rowan are from the Spine. Um, okay. they live in... I forget the actual town, unfortunately. That's okay. Um, but that is actually on the coast, uh, near the mountains. Think of, like, kind of Appalachian area. <laughs> like, you know, mountainous and foresty. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, but um, Helgren is more of a place where they worship the Razak, and they give them human sacrifices. They're actually a high, you know, there's priests there that will do uh, ceremonies and such. And actually, one of the ceremonies that is done here, um, they actually see them doing this as they give, uh, as the priests and the, the kind of cult followers, they're giving these uh, slaves um, to the Razak as kind of offerings. So this is really weird. So like the head priest, he like cuts himself open 
And then people are, like, drinking the head priest's blood. And then, like, Rowan's just like, uh, uh, Aragon, you didn't tell me they were cannibals. And then Aragon's just mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. They, um, they don't eat the flesh. They just drink the blood. And I'm like, Aragon, that's, that's so <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> Again, it doesn't count if you have socks on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So I've had, I've actually had a discussion, but like, like this, like recently, recently. Please okay, elaborate. So... Cause I'm really concerned about what you were talking about. <laughs> it's. It's something. So, Are we like, talking about socks and sex? You're talking about what is technically cannibalism and how you what is technically cannibalism? Oh my god! Not okay, better. So, Not okay. better. Oh my god! Oh my god! Let me do this. Okay. So I was talking to my coworker, and she was talking about how like her sister just was pregnant, and like you know how like sometimes they eat the placenta, and like so auto auto cannibalism. <laughs> it's like no, it's placenta. I'm like yeah, a body part. That you're eating of yourself. That's auto cannibalism. <laughs> Just because you also eat it with kale chips doesn't mean it's not cannibalism. <laughs> Is it cannibalism if you have a nosebleed and you tilt your head back and it goes into your stomach? It is specifically auto cannibalism. At that point, wait, it's wait, just like no, recycling. you're not actually eating at that point. It's you are drinking your tears. own blood. That is drinking a body part of yours, therefore cannibalism. I guess, but it didn't ever leave your body, though. It was it going left your to. body to reach your nose. Uh, <laughs> I guess, but it didn't come out of your nose yet. <laughs> I lo- you can just tell, and he's like, "I wasn't a cannibal. I wasn't a cannibal. I wasn't." <laughs> You're a cannibal, Anthony. You're a horrible, <laughs> disgusting person, and you need to deal with that. But let's move on. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna go die now, I guess. So As anyway. you <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, so the priests, they they leave the Razek to eat. Um, so I was like, they leave slaves with the Razek to eat. And Rowan and Aragon, they don't free them. They don't free the slaves. And okay, so I don't remember if you guys remember this. <laughs> but I do because we had a lengthy remember. fucking discussion about it. Yeah. I do yeah, remember so, this. Yeah, so they just. Because, okay, they, okay, so basically they say they want to keep them there so when they're gone, they'll know that the Razak are in the area. But it's like. That's you don't, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, okay, but then, like, there was even a quote that, like, they literally say, for their sake, I hope the Razek are on the other side of Iglesia, or at least the Razek aren't hungry tonight. So, I also would like to, to gently remind people how they found Arya to begin with, and what <laughs> they found Arya in. Incredibly hot conditions, that's what. Like, starved and beaten to almost death, locked she in was a cage. Also like- she was also like poisoned in a coma. She had a bunch of bruises on her. That's what I'm saying. She was so, like, yeah. so hot, though. <laughs> like literally a walking bruise, but like all those different <laughs> colors walking, on her skin just made walking, her hotter. <laughs> like a walking zombie, like with a giant hole in her stomach, and like her entire half of her brain exposed. Her and mouth. it's like, oh, she's so hot, though. Like, yes. All the tinglies, guys. All the tinglies. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, they leave. I'm still here, by the but, way. I'm just away from the computer, but I'm still here. No, it's fine. It's fine. No, um, but, but yeah, so like they kind of just wait for the Razak. They kind of go to the side of everything. Um, just like you know, go to the side and wait, and they're gonna check back in the morning. And so this is the thing. So um, last uh, the last book, Aragon kind of got this like superpower, and now he's like half elf and everything, and. The weird thing about this is that, so, like, um, Rorin is moving, like, on a tree. You know, like, he's sitting, like, on a tree stump, essentially. Okay, so, and um, the like, tree uh, stump's walking? So I, no, no, sorry, no, 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 no. Like, uh, they're, <laughs> they're sitting, and they're, like, at, kind of, like, a campsite, and they're waiting for the Razak to come and get their, you know, get the slaves. Didn't you say he was moving on a tree stump? Well, yes, like, you know, shifting? Like, shifting on a tree, you know? Like, I don't know so how he's, like... Okay, so he's, he's sitting, sitting on it? He's sitting, yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, is, yeah. So, like... That moving. is not moving in my mind. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just... Oh, I just think of, like, shifting in a... Like, okay. In your seat. I, don't, I, I can't really explain it. <laughs> yeah, but just shifting in the seat and, um, like, you know, shifting where he's sitting. And the noise is extremely loud to him, so it seems like his senses are just, like, being overwhelmed... And I'm just like, what's the benefit <laughs> of having this, like, pow? Like, I, I so love the, the fact that it's, like, so many of these, quote, magical benefits have just such huge deficits. It's, like, it's not even worth it. Yeah, like, really, it's, like, he's getting... Like how Aragon his... accidentally cursed a baby. Yeah! <laughs> it's, like, medication for depression, like... You might Side effects may include wanting to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Feel yeah, better like, today. Side effects may include worsening depression, wanting to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, and, like, and while this is happening, um, you know, Aragon is thinking about Murtag, and essentially, as he's thinking about Murtag, he slowly drifts from, like, you know, Murtag was a good guy, and then it slowly shifts to, like, man, you know what? I hate Murtag. I don't like him anymore. <laughs> I know, like he's like under, like you know, you he's know what this under reminds his control, me. Oh, but sorry, um, uh, like uh, sorry about uh, basically, um, Aragon basically says like, okay, like I know he's being controlled and everything, but I don't like him anymore, and he's evil, and I hate him. You know what this reminds me of? I know I made this reference previous episode, but I don't remember why. But it reminds me of um when guys hit on you and you reject them. And they're like, well, you're ugly anyway. Yeah. Like, I never liked you to begin with. <laughs> but, like, it's even worse, because in this situation, it's basically, he's like, it's someone controlling the woman to make her say no. And then... <laughs> God. And then, and then the guy's like, well, I did like her anyway. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Hard facts. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but um, you know, but so Aragon, Aragon, love killing. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm, gonna, I'm going to get to that. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I just saw that and killed him. <laughs> so Aragon and Rowan, they're talking about killing, and you know, like Rowan, um, throughout the like throughout his time of doing this, he feels very uncomfortable about killing. You know, he even dreams about um, like about like the people that he's killed, and he feels very uncomfortable because you know. He's normal. And uh, Aragon basically says, like, oh, you know, like, um, first it was Urgles I was killing, um, and then it was men and Urgles. 
And um, now it's just men, and it's getting kind of weird, but, like, I kind of have to do it. So, I mean... (laughs) And then, like, it's funny, and then... Um, and then, like, you know, Aragon's trying to say, like, oh, you know, like, I don't actually like killing and everything. But then, um, Sophia actually talks, and I have a quote here. She actually goes kind of into oh, this, God. and she says, Turmoil accompanies every great change, said Sophia to both of them. And we have experienced more than our share, for we are agents of that very change. I am a dragon, and I do not regret the deaths of those who endanger us. Killing the guards in Narda may not be a deed worthy of celebration, but neither is it one to feel guilty about. You had to do it. When you must fight, Ron, does not the fierce joy of combat lend uh, lend wings to your feet? Do you not know the pleasure of pitting yourself against a worthy opponent in satisfaction seeing the bodies of your enemies piled before you? Aragon, you have experienced this! Help me explain it to your cousin. <laughs> so oh my god. Oh my god. Is, is the dragon trying to excuse war crimes? Genocide. It's like, we <laughs> had to kill all of them, but you know, it was fun though, right? Yeah. Like, wasn't it fun? Not, and that is the worst part. She's not even saying, oh, it was necessary. She's like, it was necessary, and also kind of cool, right? Like, it was kind of, kind of dope. But here's the thing. Aragon and Sophia are sharing a mind. So she knows! (laughs) She knows he had that status. She knows that he felt that. So it's like, Aragon, you actually love killing. You need to... (laughs) So that's a great little note to realize. Hey, look, our, our... Ingenue little protagonist is also like feeling serial killer vibes. That's that's something to take note of. So it's just, it's just funny, and then um, there's even like you know more that happens. There, um, they start talking about other things, and uh, Rowan wants to know how to do magic, and you know Rowan can't really do magic. So what Aragon does is that um, he basically um, how to explain this? Magic users can look into people's minds and such, and you like, and they can gain secrets from you. So Aragon basically tries to teach him how to. There shoot is no consent mind. in this universe. No, yeah, there really isn't. There really isn't. So essentially, what he does is that he just tries to teach um, Rorin how to shield his mind from magic users, and apparently, what you do is that you choose something to think about, and then you just kind of spam it in your brain, that it just blots out all of their thoughts. And, of course, you know, Rowan, being, you know, the love-struck person, he uses Katrina, and just like, oh, you know, this is true love, he he loves Katrina, and la la And um, this kind of gets, like, Aragon to, like, angst about love and everything. He's just like, oh, Rowan, how did you know that Katrina was the one? And he starts talking about, you know, uh, Arya and how, you know... (laughs) She's got amazing eyebrows. (laughs) She's the most beautiful creature ever. Yeah, you know, like, and basically, and just like, oh, you know, I love Arya, but she says no, and Rowan's like, oh, I know you love her because you look at, uh, you know, all this stuff. (laughs) Because this man cannot take, literally, Arya last book said, no, I just want to be friends, and he cried. (laughs) And the funny thing is, Aragon had this conversation with Sephira Mm -hmm. about whatever that dragon's name is. Uh, I think it was uh, Gladiator. And she, he, he was like, you gotta let it go. He said no. And then for him in the same book to be like, <laughs> 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 what me? She doesn't want me. 
<laughs> it's okay. He didn't like her anyway. Oh no! Unfortunately, he's, so, he's, he's, he's still going for it, even though she said no because he's a creep. Um, he, he said no, dude. It's not. No. There's no consent in this world, Anthony. Lay over it. Okay. <laughs> um. So here's uh then uh it explains and then it turns out um you know and we're still talking we're still talking and essentially uh Roran has this very bad uh scar on his back and you know it's going to hinder him uh fighting so then so, but the thing is that so Aragon thinks about hearing Roran but the thing is that um using magic uses your energy and Aragon's tired so he can't really use his own energy. And Saphir basically says, like, hey, can't you just use, like, the wildlife and plants around us? And then Aragon's like, oh, no, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, but it's just like, but Saphir kind of goes into it. It's just like, okay, like, our lot, okay, like, again, that's your, that's your, like, that's your cousin. Your mm. only living relative. And, like, <laughs> he might die if you don't heal, like, if you don't heal him. And then Saphira actually says, our lives are more important to an ant. And then Aragon says, well, not to an ant. And I'm like, Aragon? Aragon, that is your living relative. <laughs> that is your living relative. This also reminds me of the fact that Aragon is vegetarian, but also left slaves behind. I just, like, yes, want to point that out. Yes. <laughs> vegetarian, but also loves killing. Is and is like, no, it's not cool <laughs> that they took slaves, but you know, they're misunderstood. You oh know. my god, is Aragon literally the copy paste vegan? <laughs> <laughs> but like, just... unironically eating, like, oh god. Oh god. And also, not to mention that until this point, Murtag. Has been one of the few people that have like stuck by Aragon. Mm-hmm. Then he mm-hmm. gets possessed, and he's like, "Well, fuck that guy. I don't give a two shoots. Like, right. He stole my five foot sword. <laughs> he stole my five foot sword. How am I supposed to accidentally slash people getting on the magical bus now? How am I supposed <laughs> to sneak around with the noise of it scraping behind me? <laughs> They're just like huge grooves in the streets. <laughs> Yeah. And the, the evil king's trying to find Aragon's like, I wonder where he's like, gone. We There's just this massive groove. <laughs> <laughs> like someone God. driving their car without like a rubber tire and just going on the rim. <laughs> it's some it's basically someone trying to drive yeah. Like someone trying to drive on the ribs of their car on all four. Not just one tire, all four. No, 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 all the weight's <laughs> on one, there's only one sword, so all the weight is on one tire, just kind of like. <laughs> it's like, like it's doing, yeah, exactly. It's doing the most epic wheelie in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Vin Diesel wishes he could. <laughs> So, um, Aragon, he actually heals Roran, and he actually uses, so, in the process, he kills two birds and one snake, and, like, Aragon actually feels, like, extremely queasy, and he feels uncomfortable, and everything, and then, um, another thing that kind of happens, because, you know, he has his vegetarian thing, um, Aragon asks for bread, 
And then Rowan says, I mean, like, I have some, like, I have some deer or some venison. Do you want that? Like, it tastes pretty good. And then Aragon's like, no, no, I only want the bread. I only want the bread. <laughs> <laughs> but leaving like, slaves I'm... behind is fine so we can keep track of things. <laughs> <laughs> but eating deer, though, no. So, yeah, but that's kind I of I get the, the feeling that he's only doing this to impress Arya. Okay, so essentially, um, <laughs> and then, like, in the next thing, you know, uh, they... They check again, and the slaves are gone. And no one's It's upset. almost like leaving them in an environment where they were going to be sacrificed was a bad idea. Yeah, and they don't get upset. They just go, oh, the slaves are gone. Not, not sad, nothing, no one gets upset. They just go, oh, okay, they're gone. So but thank God we didn't eat that like, already oh, prepared can't. venison. Has anyone has anyone seen my keys? I don't know where they are. <laughs> it's like they're gone. It's fine. We'll, they'll turn up somewhere. They're Maybe probably they're. fine. And these yeah. are the people that see a pile of clothes and they're like, "He's dead." <laughs> these slaves are all gone, and they're like, <laughs> "It all works itself out eventually." <laughs> So essentially, um, yeah, so the slaves are gone, and then they go, okay, so the Razak are here. And I'm just going to kind of just um, summarize this. They have like a fight with the Razak, and they kill all of them. And, and essentially, so they're still trying to find Sloane and Katrina. And Aragon finds Katrina, and they also find Sloane. But here's the thing, okay. So Aragon knows that Sloane essentially uh, snitched um to the Razak. But he, um but then like so essentially what he does is that he, he finds Sloane and Sloane's very skinny. You know, he has sores on his wrists from the from kind of like the manacles around them. All his hair has turned gray. And Aragon tells Roran and Katrina that Sloane broke his neck. And then they um like and then what he does is that I'm sorry, he, what? Y- y- I'll continue, hold on. He puts Roran and Katrina on Zephira and then tells those three to go. And then, <laughs> so literally, yeah, so he basically wants to, like, it's going to be even crazier. Um, but, like, long story short, long story short, um, like, you know, so, like, he's going to have to deal with Sloan and everything. Sloan's still alive. He just lied and said that, <laughs> just lied and said that Sloan broke his neck. And it's kind of one of these things that, um, so, like, Aragon's kind of, like, figuring out what to do with Sloane and everything, and Aragon then gets hungry, and he realizes that he's in the desert, so he's like, well, I'm hungry, so he kills animals for food. And then he's just like, oh, well, well, maybe a mite, uh, sorry, um, maybe, like, a bite or two of meat isn't that bad, so he just changed his mind. He just changes his mind, and then... Uh, Wait, so wait, 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 what? <laughs> you first, Henry. So, <laughs> killing, killing animals to save your dying cousin. That's no, bad. no, 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 bad, bad, bad. Also, eating already prepared animal. Someone also offered, bad, bad, bad. Offered, someone offered him venison, which means the animal's already dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like, let's go hunt deer. It was already dead, and that's a no. That's a no, no. But, 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 I'm really hungry-wungry now. I'm a bit hangry. There's no Twix bars available. 
So I'm gonna kill this ra- this desert rabbit, and yeah, that's I, okay. Mm-hmm. And just I, like I just, oh. And literally, he's like, oh, well, maybe I could eat a bite or two of meat, you know? You know, it's not that bad to have some meat now and then, you know? I don't have to be so vegan. I can just have some meat now and then. Even like, though... What? Yeah, what was the point of him, like, losing his mind over deer before? So... If he's just gonna break out... Like, this is... It's just so stupid. It's he's like, only like, doing this to impress Arya. So yeah. here's the thing. So remember what I said about how good books there's development and uh, mm. things change and you're supposed mm. to, you know, characters are supposed to develop. So Aragon had this entire thing about you know being vegetarian in the second book, and now the third book's here, and he's like, "Well, never mind." So <laughs> he did all this stuff, and at, like at this point, I actually goes in my head. I actually think that. Paolini read complaints about Aragon being vegetarian and he was like, oh, well, they're getting upset, so maybe I'll just, like, change it. You know, but he just does it in, like, a chapter. (laughs) Also, why did he lie about Sloan? Was it just... I'm going to get to that. (laughs) I can already see where this is I literally thought you were going to say... That he decided to eat Sloan. I literally thought that's where this was about to go. <laughs> no, no, like, so... Okay, so basically, so... He goes back to Sloan, gives him some food. Um, Sloan actually has... So, like, his, um... Sloan is actually... So, like, Sloan has had his eyes picked up by the Razak. So he's actually blind, too. So Sloan is blind, oh very skinny, mm. swords on his wrist. All of his hair is turned gray. And, you know, Sloane gets food from Aragon, and he's just, like, very grateful. And then, this is the thing. So, Aragon essentially says, um, because he's a dragon rider, he can punish Sloane for doing such bad things. And he literally tells him, he tells him that Sloane's going to walk all the way to the Elf Kingdom, and he can never be in contact with Katrina ever again. Oh and then God. he proceeds to then, like, use magic and then do spells on him to cause this to happen. Oh and Sloan... The blind man. Sloan so, so now we're just, like, pro-torture then. Just, like, full-on big tortures. So here's the thing. Sloan actually begs him to kill. Like, just He literally says, like, can you just kill me? I don't want to do... Just kill me. And then... <laughs> Then Aragon's like, no, I'm not going to do that. You are going to walk to the Elf Kingdom, never talk to your daughter. I know you did this for your daughter, and you're not going to talk to her ever again. You're going to walk there on foot, all by yourself. Blind. (laughs) (laughs) Going to walk. He used the Elf Kingdom to the desert with no food or water. It's fine. He used magic, so it's okay. It'll so, work. Um, here's a quote I want to actually read out. It's a little bit long, but it says, I want him to succeed, Aragon thought with mild surprise. I want him to succeed because it will mean we have a we all have a chance to redeem ourselves from What? <laughs> Hold on. There's still How is more. that? There's there's still more. And if Sloane can mend the flaws in his character and come to terms with the evil he wrought, he will find his plight is not so bleak as he believes. 
For Aragon had said, uh, sorry, had not toned Sloane that if the butcher demonstrated he truly regretted his crimes, reformed his ways, and lived as a better person, um, essentially the elf queen would have his, oh, uh, sorry, would have her spell weavers restore his vision. However, it was a reward Sloane had to earn without knowing about its existence, else he might seek to trick the elves into bestowing it prematurely. <laughs> And that's the end of the quote. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? So he's just assuming the Queen of the Elves would be like, oh yeah, sure, why not? I'll fix you. <laughs> it's so it's so bad. Like from it's what so... I get from what I get, the elves are not exactly cool with the humans at the moment. Yeah, and he's just like <laughs> He could have killed this guy or at least tended to his wounds or something, you know? The guy was begging to be killed, but instead he's making him do this torturous, horrible thing. But he's like, no, it's not me be it's not me being upset and seeking vengeance. This is his way of redeeming himself. It is Yeah, suddenly this of- man is in charge of redemption. Like, right, he knows like, what The man need that to do cursed a child. The man that cursed a child knows exactly what needs to be done. To... Sorry, cursed a child and never received punishment for the yes. he's so obsessed with right now. Yes. Oh and yet, remember that literally Sloan did this because he, he literally just wanted his daughter to be safe. That's all he wanted. And. Do like and like he, he did this for Katrina, and now we can't even be with Katrina ever again. So it's just like, <laughs> it's like, like also like he could use magic, right? Isn't there any way he could use magic to like heal some of the man's wounds if he yes. really was interested in healing, or yeah. like, at least not make him blind, so he's not wandering around the desert he's- fucking blind with no contact or anyone to point him in the right direction. So, um, the magic that he uses, I I will say, the magic that he uses, it kind of, like, makes him walk in the white, uh, like, in the right direction. And, yeah, he, like, he literally just gives him, like, a stick, and just like, okay, uh, here's a stick, uh, now go. Okay, but, like... <laughs> If he runs up to a cliff, that right direction might end up killing him. Um, <laughs> I, th- I don't, because I think I'm getting from, from my head. I do not believe he's actually in danger. Um, what if, like, an animal comes to it, kill him? I think they also, like, I, I think also that is, like, he's, he's protected as well. He just has to walk. But isn't he, like, walking through the desert? Like, what if yes, he needs yes. water or food or anything? No, yeah. that I can't remember. <laughs> or, it's, or some animals, like, you look yummy. I don't know. Exactly. But I do believe, I do believe he's, he, he's protected from, from actual animals in danger. It's just that what about, I can't like, about the food or a water. A mosquito that has, like, a deadly disease on it. <laughs> <laughs> or, speaking of deadly disease, he scrapes himself on a rock and gets an infection. That's true, yeah. yeah. Like, totally non-factors that really don't factor in at all to this whole redemption thing that Aragorn seems to believe he has the right to dispense. Main like, character. Also, uh, also, also I mean, look, if he lives and, like, makes it this stupid-ass quest Aragorn has sent him on, what is he gonna tell everyone, like, oh yeah, I thought you said he broke his neck. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Surprise! Why would you lie about that? What did you do to this man? It's so bad. <laughs> it's like the guy was begging to be killed, and in that situation, like assuming there's nothing you could do, it's like okay, whatever. But like he could use magic to heal him. He didn't need to send him across the desert with no food or water. This will just... teach you to care about your daughter. Yeah, yeah right? what like... the fuck? Oh my god. What but yeah, the but fuck? that's the end of um that story for now. <laughs> And what the fuck? This is the thing. Um, we're kind of going to start bouncing around. We will be switching uh, from Aragon and Roran and then Nasueda. Um, Nasueda is the leader of kind of the rebel force. That yeah, is she's the daughter of that guy who was a really good guy, but we never saw him actually be mm -hmm. a really good guy. We were just told he was. Yeah, yeah. and then he died, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, joy. <laughs> um, but yeah, but now it's going to be Nasueda's turn. And, okay, I'll explain this. So, the viewers, um, sorry, the listeners may not know this, but Nasueda, um, is, like, um... Selling lace. <laughs> so, like, no, no, so, like, uh, essentially, she's African, if it makes any sense. She's, um, like, she has dark skin and such, but it's almost, like, I'm not sure, I believe she's, like, she's either African, but, um, but yeah, but essentially, I believe she's, uh, she's African. And the thing is that, so, so, so she's having issues with... Her father's a tribe. And how do I explain this? So, I don't, I forget how far back this was, how old this book is, but <laughs> the description. I'm already terrified. Of, oh, the no. description of the tribe is just, it's stereotypically African. It makes any sense. Oh, like, just, like oh, how, how, how bad? Like, like how, is there any clicking? No, there's not clicking, but it's just like the way that they're dressed is there a certain like so this is the thing. So Nasueda kind of has to do this thing, basically kind of to show that she's strong enough to um to you know to like lead this tribe it makes any sense. So they do this trial and then like people get out drums and start drumming and <laughs> Mm. Yeah, and so yeah, so the trial is called um the trial of the long knives. And essentially the basis is that um anyone who is leader should be willing to endure more pain than anyone else. So what they do is that they will cut into their arms and be like, okay, you know, like I did like I did a couple cuts. Can you do a couple cuts? Okay, I did a couple cuts. Can you do a couple, you know? Oh just that God. stuff. And So it's a cutting contest, basically. Essentially. And the way to win. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it just is kind of, like, I forget how old this book is, but it's just, like, you know, this weird, like, cutting thing with, like, drums and the way that they're described mm. as African. It's just, like, oh, um, they, you know what age? Like, oh, not even milk, because that turns into cheese. Uh, this sounds, this sounds but, vaguely ethnic. Yeah, it's just, it's well, just it's bad. Sound, but it's out, yeah, it's it's really bad. It's like, hey, you know what Africans do? They all hurt themselves. That's what in they like do. weird trials and like yeah, like, drumming and it's, it's just really weird. bad. 
It's just weird. I'm just like, oh, okay, okay, Paulini. Uh. <laughs> okay. So we're still kind of uh, the next chapter happens, and we're still um with Nasueda. and okay. So Elva is now older. Um, Elva is the child that the cursed child. Yes, the cursed child. Mm-hmm. Um, and her curse her. was to. Essentially absorb bad things or something like that? Absorb the suffering of war. No, so essentially what Mm. it is, the actual um, curse that Aragon actually did was that, so he wanted to say, may you be shielded from suffering. Mm -hmm. And then what Aragon actually said was, may you be a shield from suffering. So Mm -hmm. Elva, essentially, um, she... She can see the future, but the reason why she sees the future for, like, a couple of minutes is that her her body is trying to stop people from suffering, and if she doesn't do that, like, she gets in massive pain. It's like the spell is punishing her. And, yeah, so she's, um, she used to look like a three-year-old. She's now older now, and she looks like she's six now, so she's aging quite rapidly. Um, and essentially there was a very big battle, the one with Murtag and Aragon and such. Um, she nearly died from the pain, and they actually had to put her into a magic coma to, like, stop her from, like, you know, from going into shock and dying. And- hero shit, basically. This Sorry, is- what? This is what you do to kids if you're a hero, kids. Yeah, and this is also what you do to dads. <laughs> but no, Murtag sucks for being possessed <laughs> by Satan. He stole my, like, you know when you were kids and you would stack markers on themselves to make, like, super long lightsaber sword thing? He stole my marker sword. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God. And um, in this chapter, so Arya appears, and again, everyone is looking at her because she's so hot, and she's super cool, and she's dressed in black. She doesn't wear a dress, you know, um, she just looks so cool, and uh, this is the moment where Saphir and Rowan and Katrina come back, you know, to the to the rebel forces, and everyone goes like, wait, where's Aragon? And then they're just like, oh yeah, we left him, you know, out there. And then Aragon, oh sorry, and then Arya is just like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave and find Aragon. Okay, so. <laughs> and then we kind of go back to Aragon. So essentially, um, Aragon is now traveling and hiding from soldiers and such. And uh, during this travel... He has, like, a dream about, like, people that he's killed, and he gets quite upset and such, and he, like, wakes up, and he- A kid knuckles? What? Nope, nope, we're looking at- Don't look! I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Just just keep going, just keep going. So the lesson is, um, you probably- Of course you can't see this, but essentially, uh, I have a little, uh, slideshow for people, and it's kind of filled with, you know, with points and such- with everything. The furry still has pheromones. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain it. So, uh... I'm going to explain it. Actually, hold on. Is it here? Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Hold on. So, actually... What is actually, happening? 
Okay. I think I need so a Roman Coke after reading this page. Okay, no, it's fine, it's fine. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of going through my notes right now. So essentially, so yeah, so it's this, um, you know, he has this very bad dream of people that he's killed, and, you know, um, Aragon, he actually gets quite upset, and he realizes, like, no one told him that this was going to happen. Like, you know, he calls himself weak and everything, and it, like, again, it's like a thing that actually seems very interesting and very deep, and, you know, actually like, oh, wow, you know, he actually might be changing because of this. Um, but, <laughs> you know, this is Paulini's writing. Yeah, but say, so. we know better now. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. And again, you know, a story is about development and characters changing. Um, <laughs> but this is Paulini's writing. Um, but essentially, he finds Arya, and he's like, um, he, like, he, uh, he goes to a village, he finds Arya, and, you know, uh, some farmers there are trying to flirt with her because Arya is so hot, and, uh, and <laughs> I feel like she, the fact that she has just not chopped off the eyes of every person who looks at her, because clearly this is her problem at this point, like, she is the single consistent thing <laughs> that's causing all these guys to get boy crazy, I feel like she just needs to start, like, the second she sees a guy, slice their eyes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just very, it's just, I don't know, I just... Everyone just thinks she is the hottest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. So they, um, you know, then they, you know, basically, how explain this? They actually uh, go to, uh, they start going towards the Rebel Force area and they get into a fight with some soldiers. So here's the thing. So, um, so Aragon doesn't have a sword. And so he basically, like, punches the soldiers but here's the thing so for some weird reason so he has like super strength but I his mean, body isn't I mean, strong he he would have had to to carry around this five foot sword <laughs> but, yeah. but like he gets rug burn on his thighs and then <laughs> <he> <laughs> like... but no but like he has super strength but then like he his body can't handle a strength does that make sense so what he does is that, like he's punching someone and then the cartilage comes out of his hands. And <laughs> the point of that strength. Yeah, so he, again, it's like okay, so he has a literal has glass these, cannon. Super, a literal like, glass cannon. It's like yes, yes, like you know, yes, it's really good hearing, but then he can't like he gets overwhelmed and then he has super strength. But you then know what if this he reminds punches me of- it reminds me of like what some interpretations of Superman, like where in the early days he's like can't deal with his powers, mm-hmm. and he has to learn to deal with it. Except this is like ten thousand times worse, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's no benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's <laughs> just pain. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. But essentially, like they're still fighting the soldiers, and I want you. I'm not sure if you remember this, but I'm going to I'm going to just read this out. So, a soldier, like he's the last soldier, and he he begs him not to kill him. So remember, Aragon has had issues with him being like, oh, you know, killing's bad and everything. So yes. again, so the soldier <laughs> begs him not to kill him, and then Aragon says the soldier will tell the others, and then he kills him. So here's <laughs> the thing. 
So, so here's the thing. So, Murtag, in the first book, Murtag kills a slaver just for this reason. And Aragon actually gets upset. And he says, like, oh, Murtag, you shouldn't have killed that guy. And Murtag says he would have told others and then that would have, um, that would have, uh, like, basically, like, blown out our hiding spot. And Aragon gets mad. But then in this situation, in the third book, he he forgot, like, he, like, he, he just kills a random guy. And it's funny because, because, like, Arya, um. It's not even that it was stupid to begin with. It's the fact that it, it was stupid to begin with, but then it gets worse. You know, like, it's like <laughs> he, it's like he's growing as a character, but he's growing by becoming worse. He's like becoming <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, like in the beginning, you could almost argue that he had like childlike innocence. Mm-hmm. And now he's just like, I love killing people. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so, I don't give two shits about those slaves. We'll use them as like breadcrumbs to find our way back. And then when they're gone, it's just like, meh. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? But yeah, so since like there's that. And um, so Arya has actually learned what Aragon did with Sloan. And. How? She basically asks, and is like, okay, so why did you kill that soldier when you didn't do that with Sloane? And then Aragorn's like, oh, well, uh, Sloane wasn't a threat, um, but the soldier was. And then Arya's like, wow, that was so deep. Oh my god, this human's oh just so smart. <laughs> I hate them both. <laughs> they deserve each other. She just gets so turned on. You know what by this murder. reminds me of, Henry? <laughs> And Morgan, you might remember too. Reminds me of the the short story "No Exit" that we read. Oh my where, like, fucking god! You just god. have all these terrible people in a room, and they're terrible with each other, and they mm-hmm. just like torture each other from their terribleness. That's it remind like, me of get... that, except that the only ones suffering are the people around them. <laughs> I they're just so fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> like. This really does read like a teenager wrote this. But that's the thing, though. Was... I would almost say it doesn't. In the really? sense of, like, it, it. yes, it reads like a teenager and the fact there's no development. But I feel like when I would think of, like, I feel like most teenagers would write better than this. You know? <laughs> like, truthfully, like, I would say the most problems with unexperienced writers are, like, people falling into stereotypes or, like, not full development, but, like, these people are just bad people. So, yeah. I have to probably uh, talk about how Paulini got his book published. Isn't so it with his he, parents being, like, in yes. a company? Yeah. Yes, so his parents actually had a publishing company, and they published his book, and his parents and him, they actually went to um, conventions all around the U.S. to basically get his book out there. So essentially, it's all due to his parents having this company, and that's how he got popular. Um, it was PR. because his book was good. It was because his parents had a publishing company. And I believe he was 16, 17 when he did this. He White was privileged the book. <laughs> I well, wouldn't say it's yes. white privilege. It's like just rich privilege at this point. Rich privilege. Yeah, that's probably a more. That's a rich. Okay. It, it, well, this yeah. also shows the power that like marketing can have Seriously, versus product. Fuck? You know, because like there are things out there that are great, but they didn't get a lot of 
publicity and vice versa. And so this was just a thing where they knew how to market something. Mm-hmm. And knew to knew also I will give them credit though they knew to target the younger audience mm-hmm. because like if you were if we were target to like our age we'd be like what the fuck is this book it's like, <laughs> um, as I was in middle school when they read this so and... you also did not have a frontal lobe yeah yeah so <laughs> it was one of those things where I was just like oh you know this book's good and I was like just interested in it um but it's funny uh reading this as a grown adult it's funny because I actually get happy that I have read better books than this. Like, I I get happy that I have better taste now. I'm like, oh my god, you know, like, because I will see things in this inheritance cycle and I'll go, oh, you know, um, this other book did it so well. And then, like, I remember that book and I'm just like, oh, I love that book. <laughs> just one of those things. I'll be really like, oh. curious to see what Disney, if it is Disney, does with this confusing, contradictory, our main characters are bad mm-hmm. people trash pile. Mm-hmm. We yeah, should just like we should just like get together, just have a drinking night, like a drinking game yes. out of it. And just like, watch I can already feel my liver saying, "Don't series. you fucking dare!" My liver <laughs> is like, "Don't you even try." And then I come up with the chloroform behind your liver and just knock it out. And, like, Listen, I've already taken out one organ. Okay, like. <laughs> Okay. So can we can we get back to the the furry? Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is this is from the slides I'm talking about. Um, but I'm just going to go back. So it's going to then switch and then go to Roran's story for a bit. And you know, Roran is with the Rebel forces. And um, how do I explain this? So uh, Arya, um, she was sending down some other elves into, uh, like, you know, to kind of help with, uh, with the rebel forces. So there's a group of elves and such, and I'm going to figure out how to explain this. So one of the elves is the leader of this group. He is literally a furry, I swear. So he has, what's it? (laughs) He has yellow eyes like a cat's. He has, um, he has, like, fur, like, literally, like, fur, like, like, Literal fur, like, you know, like, <laughs> and like, um, and the thing that's really weird is that he has like pheromones. Like, I, I, I like, I'm being quite serious. Like, so uh-huh. he has pheromones <laughs> that make females like fall in love with him. Oh my god. Oh, this oh my man, god. This, this man, those parents were so focused on getting him to be published that they didn't sit him down and be like, okay. This is what There's consent a lot of weird is. Kinks in here. <laughs> like, let's talk about <clears throat> what consent means. Like, nothing happens consensually in this world with anybody. <laughs> but no, name but name not... one. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about this thing is just the fact that it's not really like consent. It's just the fact. So, like, even if his parents didn't do this, it was the fact that he wrote this book, and then like. His parents' editors, like, of that publishing company, they didn't edit any of this. They didn't say, hey, can you fix this? You know, can you change this? Doesn't make any sense. 
they There's just like 16 lines about this one character's eyebrows. I think we should cut this, this out. This is why you don't take family on as clients for these kinds of things. Because you're just well, going to be fact... like my beautiful baby boy in his writing. The fact that they're like so proud of him and they want to get him published. It's like they really did not look at the red flags here at all, did they? <laughs> not it's just, at just all. Bad. Like, I just... Because again, because it's not even like red flags. If the editors just treat him like a regular, or, um, like um, author, many of these issues would have been fixed. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but they just weren't. Well, fixed so I have a question. Yeah. How do you know for a fact they didn't edit anything? Like maybe this is the edited version. If this oh, is the God. edited version, <laughs> the other one was a lot worse. <laughs> if this, this is the edited version, I will pay good money I to won't. see the unedited. No, no, I, I will drop some serious cash. I will the pay un- someone to literally burn Destroy actual it. like. Card <laughs> copies, I swear to God. I don't want <laughs> I don't want the unedited like if this is unedited, like um I I don't want that to even exist. I don't want that to be seen. <laughs> I, like, I usually don't like the damaging of literature, but this is one <laughs> Sometimes you gotta keep the world safe, you know. Yeah, like I just I just know I would uh that it's just it's just so bad. Um But yeah, but like yeah, so there's just this guy that's like so it's just really weird. So he has pheromones and like he's furred and it's like <laughs> just very strange. And then um, you know, and then Roran basically uh, gets a talk with Nasueda, and it's one of those things that so like he's um so she basically just says, like, okay, you know, like I knew you led your village, you know, with your villagers and such. Um, but like can you actually like be like can you follow orders? And then also one thing that he's, um, one thing that she's worried about is that, like, okay, well, like, if you die, Aragon might get upset. And, you know, like, if he's, like, grieving and there's war, it's kind of bad, you know? So it's just, like, am I, like, are you just, like, a liability? Can you do anything? <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things, so, um, I don't, I'm gonna keep, probably just keep talking, but, uh, essentially, so... Um, Roran, uh, then, like, you know, talks about Aragon and such, and he basically says, like, oh, you know, like, um, I want a wedding with Katrina, like, now. And then, like, it's really weird, and it's just like, okay, you know, like, I want, you know, like, um, I want Aragon to, uh, kind of, like, be the, kind of, like, I guess it would be the, the priest, the person that actually, like, weds, weds them. He wants that to occur, and he wants it, uh, quite, uh, quite fast, quite... <laughs> Now, I need a wedding yesterday. Come on. So, and the thing is that it's heavily implied that Nasueda is actually pregnant. (laughs) With what? He's basically just like, yeah, uh, I need a wedding now uh, because she's pregnant, and uh, I really don't want her like name to go, you know, like bad. And like, if I die, then uh, (laughs) they're going to know that it was (laughs) done out of wedlock. Um. Pregnant with who? Pregnant with Roran's child. So he cheated on what's her name? No, 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 no. So Roran, um, okay, literally. So okay, like I can actually tell you exactly what happened. Roran slept with Katrina, like one time. It was one time. (laughs) 
Hold on. <laughs> and they didn't. What do you call it? Do you mean sleep, sleep, or like they held hands and that's how you get pregnant? Because that's what the church says. <laughs> no, like literally, like literally, he spent the night with her. Like literally, like in the book, he spent like he spent the night with her, and apparently, it must have been at that point where they had sex, and then immediately after that, she was taken by the Razak. So, <laughs> so it seems that they must have had sex like literally that night, and then she was pregnant, and now it's just like, oh, okay, well, now I need this to happen. <laughs> well, damn. So, yeah. Wait, I thought you said Nasueda was pregnant. No, no, so, um, no, no, um, he was talking with Nasueda. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Nasueda I... is the leader of the rebel forces, and that's kind of all that she is. Um, but yeah, certainly there's that. Um, but yeah, so, it's also one thing is that, so, um, there's kind of like one side story that was kind of important to me, and I thought it was, it was kind of an interesting, well, Kind of like a tidbit that's kind of interesting. Um, so Rowan is talking with a blacksmith that was from his village, and basically the blacksmith's just like, Yeah, uh, we're getting underpaid. Uh Nasueda wants us to make all these swords, but I like there's not like he, they're not giving us enough money to get like good metal. And it's just like, okay, okay, so <laughs> And then, like, it's this entire thing because Nasueda has said that there have been financial issues, so she was, like, making lace and everything, but then for some reason, they're just not paying the blacksmiths. Hey, guys, I'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know what is going on with her finances. It's just really crazy. It's all <laughs> a pyramid will... scheme. The lace <laughs> pyramid scheme. Seems like it's so bad. Um, But then we're just going to go back to... uh. Aragorn and Arya in the next chapter. And this is a thing that's going to happen for multiple uh, for multiple chapters. Aragorn's is going to be like, I want a sword. I want a sword. Mm. I would like a sword. I miss my old sword. I would like a sword. And And I want to make this one six feet. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Aragon wants a sword, but then it's just like, well, I mean, um, you know, like, well, I'm punching people right now, but I want to make sure that my knuckles don't, like, break like last time. So what I'm going to do is that I must, literally, he, 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 like, he magics his knuckles so they're, like, thick <laughs> and, like, bumpy. Okay, so everyone think of knuckles from Sonic. Knuckles what was it, like, Ugandan knuckles thing? What? <laughs> Ugandan knuckles thing? This is basically what I'm picturing. Well, not Ugandan knuckles. I'm just saying, like, literally, like, knuckles, the echidna's knuckles. He has, like, knobs on his knuckles, and, like, they're thick. Because he's just like, oh, well, I, because, like, again, he doesn't think of getting pads, just think of getting gloves. He doesn't think of wrapping up his hands or anything. He doesn't think how to, I don't know, punch in a safe way. He just says, you know what? A kid to knuckles. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so then, like, Aragon, you know, he asks about how Arya deals with death, and literally Arya says, I just go to my happy place. <laughs> literally, she says that. 
It's just like, oh yeah, um, I just go to my happy place and I try not to think about it. So essentially, she's just like rep- repressing these feelings. <laughs> Every like time like, someone uh, supposedly does anything deep in like any other character's eyes, it's like literally just the most toxic shit possible. <laughs> Every fucking time. And but here's the thing: so literally, like a couple minutes later, um, so it's not really talked about that much, but um, Aragon uh, got a ring from Brom. Um, this was kind of like this, uh, the kind of like the. Uh, like Obi Wan Kenobi person that it was kind of like his mentor for a little bit before he died, just like you know Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> and he got this ring from him. And like Arya just randomly says, "Uh, hey, um, have you like mentally like magically looked into Brahm's ring?" And then, <laughs> and then Aragorn like you know looks at it and just like, "Oh my god!" Like apparently this is just like it's filled with energy. And then Aragon immediately, like, thinks about it and just like, oh my god, there's so much energy, like, there's so much power in this ring. And then he Wait. immediately thinks, I can do so much damage with this ring. And then oh my just- god. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like, a few minutes ago, he was getting upset that he had killed people. And then immediately... <laughs> Man, killing people made me so sad. I'm just gonna kill 14 more people till I feel better. This has happened before where he was, like, fantasizing about killing people. Like, I feel like this has happened before. Yes, so, um, it was funny. There was this one thing where, um, he is getting, um, he's getting, obviously, like, Ormus, um, the, kind of like his elf mentor, the old, um, elf, with a gladiator, he basically teaches um, Aragon magical ways to kill people, you know, in a very, how I'll explain this, in a very uh, sufficient way. And Aragon gets, like, excited at the idea of killing, <laughs> just like, oh, more ways to kill people? Oh, I'm just, I'm so excited. It's like, <laughs> is, he, is he really supposed to be a good guy? Is it not like because so. he almost it's 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 starting to get to light Yag- Yagami territory? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just, <laughs> I don't it's just very. I mean, he the writer um, Paulini he, he makes it seem like this is a good, per- <laughs> good person. Didn't he say that Aragon was him or something? So that was the thing. So um, Paulini says. That when he was younger, um, he was a self-insert. But it's one of those things that it's just like I like I, I kind of hope <laughs> I kind of God. hope he got because I think what Paulini said was that um, you know as he got older it wasn't really him but it's just like mm. <laughs> mm, are you I've sure heard this bro? I've heard this argument before with no I don't really like elves though. Yeah, yeah, because he, he said, nice you know, try. But here's the thing. So, um, Paulini's also vegetarian as well. And he, like, so I'm just like... Unless he's in the you... desert. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe Paulini changes mind. Just like, oh, you know, maybe I eat meat on occasion. I have no idea. I have no idea. Just, it's just very weird. It's just... It's just, just very weird. But, um... God. But essentially, um, yeah, but then, like, Arya talks about this one story, so I'm going to talk about the Forsworn, 
the Forsworn were essentially um, these very evil um, dragon riders. They worked for King Galvatorix, and they kind of did, uh, you know, uh, bad things and such. So, uh, how to explain this? So there were uh, wild dragons, and then also, you know, the good dragons that were with the good dragon riders. And what the dragons did, this is, like, I thought this was, it was so freaking screwed up. What the dragons do is that they actually got together, and I'm going to explain this. Every single uh, being um, kind of has, like, their true name. So it's, like, their identity. It's kind of like a way that you kind of, like, it's like a word for your soul, if that makes sense. And what they do is that the dragons remove the, uh, the, those true names, that, like, identity uh, from the Forsworn dragons. And essentially what happens is that the dragons, they start to, like, lose themselves. Like, they basically become more feral. They don't, like, they aren't being intelligent anymore. And essentially what's happening is that it's almost like they're getting dementia. And they essentially, like, start degrading mentally, and they just become, like, feral dragons that don't know any better and everything. And here's the thing. So, dragon riders, they're connected to those dragons mentally. So what's happening is that those dragon riders are feeling something slip away into this kind of, like, feral nonsense. Because, uh, like, I, I can't, because, like... The idea, because, again, like, people have seen their uh, relatives, you know, suffer from dementia, and it's a terrible thing. I cannot imagine being mentally connected to such a thing and feeling that constantly. <laughs> and it actually gets so bad that apparently some of the dragon riders they actually kill themselves because it's such a horrible thing to feel. And... <laughs> this just... entire... I'm sorry, this whole symbiosis that they think they have just keeps horrible worse in every and way. Worse. Yes, who was benefiting from this? Oh, the dragon riders. Well, first thought it was the humans, happened. but the dragon riders now they're getting fucking dementia. Well, it wasn't, so it wasn't the dragon riders that were getting dementia. It was the dragons that were essentially getting that, but they're um the dragon riders are feeling them slipping away. Does that make sense? I guess. Yeah, it's that like, makes sense. So, like, okay, like, imagine that you have, like, an older relative or something, and they have dementia, and instead of just simply watching someone degrade mentally, you're also mentally connected with them, so you can actually feel their consciousness oh slip away. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Horrid, <laughs> horrible, and I... There are quicker ways to fucking die. But yes, it makes sense. Yeah. So it's just like, like, like when I when I read that, I was just like, I don't. Again, Paulini, I don't think you understand. <laughs> that was the worst thing. To do. This, um, yeah, there's no happiness in this universe. Seriously. <laughs> oh, and uh, just a random thing because I like this little fact. Uh, Arya um makes a grass boat. She makes it out of grass, and uh, it's gonna just float <laughs> around. It's gonna just float. Just randomly float around in the world. Just okay, are we talking? Are we talking like it's we all float down here, size boat. Or are we talking like a rideable <laughs> grass boat, like a toy boat? Okay, toy boat. Just oh, around. for <laughs> a second, I was I was thinking you were talking about like 
1960s Spider-Man where he made a boat out of webs. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is like a little, like, toy, like, handheld toy boat. And she just oh, makes a boat okay. and makes it, like, float. So it's just, like, she says that um, it'll just, like, be floating around in, like, the world. <laughs> she just lets it go. Oh, so anyway, they get God. back to the garden. And, okay, so here's the thing. So that leader I was talking about with the pheromones, he still has pheromones. And everyone's just, like, okay, like, and again, because people are, like, hey, um... Is that okay? Like, there's women around here that are, like, trying to get with him, and they don't know that he has pheromones. I also want to you know, point like, out, is- too, do, like, so these pheromones, do they only impact the opposite sex? They only impact One, women. Two, what if the woman is gay? Does it impact no her idea. as well? Three, what about <laughs> men who are attracted to men? Or I non-very no non like... Elena, I, I there feel are like no they do homosexuals. Not exactly. <laughs> there are no homosexuals. There's no non-binary and you see that here's people. The thing. No homosexuals. <laughs> I might normally be like, damn, no representation, but I don't want anything to do with this world. <laughs> you, can, you can keep my ass out of it. For good, no, I don't want to exist. Then you're to protect going to love- our fellow queerosexuals, we will... Execute how we will deny ourselves this universe. There you go. No there representation. You can, you can have it. None. It's fine. Yes. Take it. The gaggle. <laughs> clack clack. <laughs> they're like, I'm kind of happy you did say that because, again, like, they ask, I think it's Aragon, they ask Aragon, they're like, hey, is this okay? And then Aragon basically says, yeah, um, no, that's fine. He's fine. It's okay if he has those pheromones because he literally says this it's the equivalent of putting on fancy clothes. What? Yes. <laughs> what? Huh? Again, consent ha? is not understood here. There oh is no God. concept of consent. People just do whatever the fuck they want. And only if you stumbled across an egg in the woods can you inflict consequences on people. Judge, so, jury, executioner. So he's basically saying fancy clothes make women want to sleep with you. Yeah, yes. I don't Uncontrollably. Know. <laughs> Uncontrollably. Yes, yes, of course. Of course. Is that not how that works? <laughs> this is why no one dates me in we call it high school. Because I don't have the right pheromones. <laughs> That's why Stacy said no to the prom. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is, this is giving very much milady vibes. Oh yeah, oh, no, God. this was this was peak like you know uh, fedora time mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Um, so yeah, so Aragon he uh, meets with Nasueda, and also um, the other leaders, and he talks about Sloane. He literally says, "This is what I did to Sloane," and. They basically say, oh yeah, uh, you did a good job. Um, you okay, like, you're not allowed to say who should live or die. So, remember oh what I was God. talking about? That soldier that begged for it? <laughs> that begged for his life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, okay, so no one's, like, they say, oh yeah, you're not allowed to say who should live or die. But it's like he literally, like a He's- soldier begged for his life. <laughs> He's killed, like, five billion people. He let slave owners live. Yeah, but the slave owners are cool. (laughs) And he let the slaves die. (laughs) 
So then let me ask I'm this. So fucking... If he's not allowed to decide who is, because Salone is literally like, please kill me. Is he not allowed to decide either? I don't know, because, like, okay, so when he was talking to Sloan, he was like, no, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm a dragon rider, so, like, I basically have the authority to punish you, so I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what Palini was thinking with this. I have no idea. He basically is, like, torturing him, because he's, yeah. like... Oh my god. It's like, yeah, I can't kill people, but, you know, torture's fine. Also, his reasoning is very fucking weird, because, like, he is a dragon rider fighting against the tyrant dragon rider lord, Galba, blah, 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 right? But, like, he's exhibiting the same exact fucking traits that he's trying to rebel against, because now he's a dragon rider, so he's allowed to, like, punish people. He's now the the... Judge, jury, executioner. Mm-hmm. And again, as like I was saying, <laughs> the, the only qualifying for? factor he has to do this now is he just happened to find an egg in the woods. It's not even like mm-hmm. he competed for this egg or mm-hmm. he proved himself worthy of this egg. No, it's literally no. he just ran into it. He even no. tried he to sell it. He didn't buy the fucking eggs. He, he even tried to sell the, the egg, egg, but no one wanted to buy it. So... The qualifying factor was he had this egg in his room when it hatched, and now he is the moral compass of the world. <laughs> Not even that. He didn't find an egg in the forest. He found a fucking rock that turned out to be an egg. Because the dumbass wasn't even smart enough to know what a rock is. But now he has the moral superior, the intelligence for the moral superiority to dictate people's lives. Meanwhile, poor Alpha is literally fucking for going on 20. <laughs> uh, actually, she's in a, a coma. She, she has the body of a six year old now, and I'm pretty sure she's not even like one yet. Oh my fucking mm. god! Also, um, mm. it's kind of funny. So, like, Nisweta and, um, like, Aragon, they're kind of like talking and everything, and. There's this really, I can't explain it. You can just tell this was like fedora time for Paolini because, <laughs> because like, Aragon's speaking with Nesueta and like internally he's like, wow, you can just like be friends with a woman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking God. Do you mind? So I was going to ask if we could take a break. And I feel like this is a good moment because I have to process this. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to say anything for several minutes after hearing that. Is it okay with you if we take a break? That is perfectly fine. Are you ready to continue? I am. I am ready. Thank you for the patience. (laughs) I discovered because I'm moving next week. I'm like, I'll have this. Oh, I don't have that. I'll have this. Oh, I don't have that. And I realize I'm, like, <laughs> running out of food. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> uh, just because I'm not going to the store anymore. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll be fine, though. But I just, like, everything I thought I had, I didn't have. <laughs> so. Oh, God. We are back, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, see, I left off at Aragon. Being uh, friends being with like, women. <laughs> yeah, being like, oh, my God, you can actually just be friends. I've been processing it. <laughs> and like you know and he's like amazed and you know he's just talking with Nasueda and he basically asks Nasueda and says hey uh, can I fix Elva so here's the thing 
So Nasueda has been using Elva because um, Elva can see into the future and she under like and she can figure out when bad things are going to happen. Because this is her curse uh, by Aragon. But okay, so <laughs> Aragon asks if he can Hi. fix Elva, <laughs> and Nasueda actually says, Can you just pretend to fail? Like, can what? you just. Yeah, okay, so like, yeah, he says, sorry, she says, Can you just pretend to fail? And Aragon's like, How about we just ask her? <laughs> so, so it's one of those things. Oh my god, consent? No way. Yeah, yeah, so, um... Suddenly he knows what that means. Right. So here's the thing. So, like, they, um... They say, like, oh, you know, like, um... We're going to talk to her tomorrow. And so, like, the next day happens, and, you know, uh, Aragon is just going to the town, and, uh, I'm going to bring up Angela, because the thing about Angela is that she is his, um, Paolini's, uh, older sister's insert, that he just kind of put in there, and she um, was wasn't she at a tavern, and then we left and haven't seen her since. Yeah. So the thing about Angela is that she isn't actually plot uh, plot relevant. She's just there, and then she says nonsense, and then everyone just keeps continuing with the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what she does. Is that she will um. Like, she will say something, and then, like, everyone will be like, oh, uh, and then, like, they'll continue on with it. So, literally, she, there's no plot point for her being there. She's just there because he had a sister named Angela, and he likes his sister, so he added her into the, the book. <laughs> I mean, that's a good sibling thing. Like, hey, I, I, good for him. You know what? Yeah. At but this point, I feel uh, like it, if it's this book, it's not a good sibling. See, that's what I'm up. saying. <laughs> <laughs> not only are you in this terrible world, but you're irrelevant even in that. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um... I'm just so, thinking of... Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. I, I was gonna go on... I was gonna distract us. Just go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So yeah, so Aragon uh, goes to Angela. You know, tries to visit her, and there are these two women who are getting you know readings from Angela. And so Angela never really does like divination readings for normal people. So like he's just like, oh my god, these people are super special, and like, oh my god, they're just super special, and. Angela asks Aragon to bless them. So here's the thing. Yesterday, <laughs> literally yesterday, he was talking about fixing Alpha. And today is now the point where he's going to fix Alpha. And Angela then says, oh, can you bless these other two people? And then... <laughs> what? Because no one learns from their mistakes. He hasn't even fixed Alpha yet. But yeah, but he blesses, um, he and Saphir bless them. And it's just like, uh, okay. How is this They're gonna not... turn bad? Let's wait and see. So I have, like, a serious <laughs> question. Not serious, but, like, so they have the ability, Aragon has the ability to, like, punish people and bless people. Mm-hmm. Are magic users, like, gods? Uh, I wouldn't say they're gods. If um, not, then what the fuck are gods doing? <laughs> no. Well, no, because um, 
Well, Hawkins, because when I think of a god, I think of something like or like a being or something that, that can, can do the whatever they want. Everyone. Like what? I mean, Aragon literally cursed a baby. I feel like if anyone else tried to do that, that'd be like not happening. Mm. Well, no, I just mean um. <clears throat> So, like, when I think of, like, a god, I think of, like, someone that has, like, unlimited power, if that makes any sense. Magic users are limited by their power, because they use, they, they have to use an energy source from it. And that usually means that if they do something wrong, they can die, somebody can get killed, because, literally, they're using energy, and then if they use too much energy, they'll die. Um, so I wouldn't really call them, like, gods, and that makes any sense. That's just my definition. Um, but so you like know, god light then. Yeah, like a like a demigod. I'll probably say. I guess that okay. makes more sense. I was sense. gonna Not say, really, but like... I don't know. It's just like so essentially being able to curse a fucking baby for like <laughs> affecting their biology to the point where they're aging quicker than they should be. I feel like that's like a godlike thing to do. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just let and, and attach it to like a th- theoretical concept of suffering. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a godly thing to do to literally alter reality. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I, I see your point, but I don't know. I think it's... Maybe I'm just weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we made a joke yeah. last time about, like, if someone had energy drinks, they would essentially become god because they just refill their <laughs> energy gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> but, so all Aragon needs to do is either make or probably steal a ring from somebody that gives you like infinite energy, and that's mm-hmm. it. Then he then he just becomes Scarlet Witch, <laughs> <laughs> comic book Scarlet Witch, not movie Scarlet Witch. The one Henry always complains to me about, and I'll never get tired yes. of hearing about. Thank you, because like I fucking hate her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um before. They talk to Elva. Uh, Aragon also gets a sword because he's been complaining about this. You know, he wants a sword, so he goes to like a swordsmith and he's just like, "I want a sword." So, here's the thing. So, this is the thing. So, I know this about Paulini's life. And okay, the thing. If anyone has read Moby Dick, the writer is like he cannot stop talking about whaling and whaling details and. All the different things about whaling. So, Paulini, there was a period in his life where he was actually making swords and everything. And it extremely shows in this because he just goes on for pages and pages and just talks about, like, oh, you know, like, um, you're like, oh, like, here's this type of sword, here's this type of sword, and all these different things. And, you know, they're talking about different things. And the then Aragon, like. consisted of 56% iron. Like, like it's, it gets to that, it gets to that point because, like, he's like, you know, he's talking about like, you know, different types of swords because, you know, he's like, because uh, Pauline is a sword nerd, so he learned all of these different types of swords and everything. By the way, and then eventually he, uh, like, you know, the swordsmith gives him like this sword called a falchion. He's, uh, you know, Aragon goes, oh yeah, you know, I love the sword. I, you know, this is now my sword. So here's the thing. So Aragon was using, again, five-foot sword. That is a long sword. That is the one he is more comfortable with. But now Aragon's now saying, no, 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 no. The sword that is perfect for me, even though I have never trained with this sword, 
is this super special Falcon sword that the author apparently seems to love and probably has two of in his house <laughs> right now. <laughs> and it was like, oh yeah, you know, I want to give Aragon a Falcon sword because I love Falcon. <laughs> so that's just him. And it's just, it's just bad. It's just bad. But anyway, we're, we're just going to get to Elba. And, okay. So here's the thing. So, um, Nasueda, actually, so Nasueda and Aragon, they meet with Elva. And, um, Nasueda basically says, okay, I know you're in pain all the time, but the Varden, though. The Varden is what they, um, that's kind of like their name of their before. So then it's just like, oh, you know, like, you know, like, I know you're in pain. I know you're suffering. But, like, can you think about, like, us, though? Can you think about, like, the benefit your powers have for, like, us, though? And then Elva just goes, like, N- no, I'm a child. I I don't want that. Mm. I I would like to not be in pain. And then, like, Nasweta was just like, but have you really thought about it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about you, like, I mean, how about you bar- take the curse? <laughs> you but like it so Varden, much, though. you take it. Well, no, you no, know, she's I the would... leader. She has to lead. She can't be in pain all the time. Even though she's cut her arms and all that stuff. Elva. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not great to kill 100 children. But, you know, what about me, though? I mean, you, you, <laughs> you didn't ask about me. Like... <laughs> So yeah, so Aragon, um, there's multiple, so like apparently there's like certain ways that you can like fix, because apparently, this is the thing, um, magic can't really be like undone, you have to like use magic to then like alter the spell. It can't really I just use be, like, the stones undone. to destroy the stones. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> um, but basically Aragon says like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, do another spell, but what's going to happen is that if this I was Elva, I'd be like, "Hold on a fucking second. The last time this didn't go so well." <laughs> so no, but like, um, but yeah, but what he does is that he like he says, "I'm going to do another spell, but the energy source is going to come from like you, and it's going to be constantly happening as long as you live." So literally. What is going to happen is that he's go- um, she's going to have less stamina for the rest of her life. It's like she's going to be sleeping more. She's going to get tired um, faster than other people. So essentially, she's further handicapping her. <laughs> what is the benefit of this? That um, I'm I'm going to explain it. Um, oh so so yeah, so he does this, and Elva's like, oh, like you know, like um. How, basically, she says, okay, like, you know, like, I can still, I can still, uh, like, you know, like, I can still sense pain in others and such, but, you know, um, but now I can just choose to do it. Like, I won't be punished. I won't get an actual pain if I don't do it. I can actually choose to do it. And basically, she says, like, oh, you know, because, like, and, like, if they're mean to me, I can just mess with them because, like, I know, like, all their bad parts and I kind of don't care anymore. And then Aragon's just like, oh my god, she's a monster. I need to fix this now. And then- <laughs> what? 
<laughs> so like for me, I just like when I hear Elva saying this, I'm like, you know what? Good for you, Elva. That's right, some like, girl boss what stuff. I, you know what? This, she is. You know what bothers me about this? Maybe I'm looking mm-hmm. into it too deep, but given the conversations we've had so far, he's like, she's like, I have choice now, and he's like, that's bad. Like, Literally. it's like the second oh somebody God. has choice, they choose the worst option, the evil option. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this weird theme in this world where it's like, if you give people choice, they do the bad thing. Mm-hmm. And because even worse than like... that is the idea that, like what you were saying, that this is even a bad thing. Yeah, because like, I... literally what she says is that, like, she will only, she will only do mean things to people if they're, like, terrible to her. And she's a child. Yes, yeah, again, and, the, and this is actually one thing, was that she even, um, so when people, like, when Asueda is saying, like, oh, you know, like, um, like, please do this, and, like, you know, like, please do this for the Varden, she says, like, I am a literal child, and I don't want this, so you can't get mad at me, because I am a literal child. <laughs> just one of those things, but yeah, but then Aragon, um, it's just like, oh, you know, She's a monster, and then, like, he tries to, like, you know, like, he's, like, about to fix it. And then Elva just goes, like, dude, you, like, that's, like, because she basically says, you're being, like, the king. You're just being, like, a terrible person right now. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Love this girl, boss. Love this girl, boss. Mm -hmm. Right. Aragon gets all upset. And then, like... (laughs) And then Alva leaves. <laughs> girl boss. Girl boss. Not even. Like, okay. She's physically six. She's not even like a year old yet, I believe. <laughs> girl boss. Good for her. And <laughs> just think about it. She got cursed. She's in further handicapped. And now she's saying, I have a choice. <laughs> just one of those things just love her now. Yeah, because like. Uh, they haven't, I don't know if they've addressed this yet, but, like, if her job is to stop the suffering of everyone, that's literally impossible. Because, mm-hmm. like, if there's a war going on, mm-hmm. and so now she's like, okay, great, I can choose who I help, aka boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah, and it was funny, because she, the reason why she was helping Nasueda in, like, the Rebel Forces was literally she was like, okay, there's a war going on. And if the war continues to go on for an extended period of time, I am going to go insane. So it's just like, so it's just like this is the reason why I'm helping you because like I am going to feel pain until the war stops. So it's one of those things. It's just like it's just so bad, just so bad. But anyway, um, so that's done. Good for her. Good for Elva, girl boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but now there is a wedding between Warren and Katrina and Aragon's there. Um, you know, he's like officiating the wedding and Nasueda, Nasueda actually gives Katrina like this dowry, which is essentially like a bunch of money to give to both Katrina and Warren. So here's the thing. So Nasueda hasn't been paying the blacksmiths, you know, good money. I, I'm getting Elon going. Musk vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's not, like, yeah, yeah. But then she's going to then give Katrina and Warren, like, literally, like, it's a chest full of gold. It's a, 
it's a bunch of gold. And I'm just like, <laughs> and here's the thing. So, um, so like, <laughs> so it's just funny because, um, but yeah, but like she gives him like a bunch of gold and everything. And then essentially what happens is that, so like they're about to start the wedding and then like a battle kind of breaks out. It makes any sense. So, like, there's a battle that breaks out, so they're really, like, able to actually, like, perform the actual wedding. They're just like, oh, you know, no, we have to go fight. And, uh, Murtag and his dragon Thorn are there as well. So, you know, it's quite serious. Um, so here's the thing, it's just... <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad, because, um, so, there are dwarves with them, and mm -hmm. they would also like to fight, you know? And here's the thing. So... <laughs> So yeah, I'm mean, like, okay, so the thing I is that, so, bullets. so the dwarves, so Nisquid basically tells the dwarves, like, hey, um, I don't want you being in the actual battlefield, I want you kind of, like, protecting our little living area, if that makes any sense. And the dwarves start getting upset, and they're like, no, we can definitely fight, we're good fighters, and then Nisquid basically says, like, no, um, you're gonna be fighting with men, and they also have horses, and you're too short for this because you're going to get trampled with, like, children. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just... And that's the thing, because, again, like, it's like Paulini, because... Okay, here's the thing. So, in this fantasy world, there are dwarves, and there is a high likely chance that these dwarves have fought against regular-sized folk. And they probably also have fought against folk with horses so they probably would have had some kind of like strategy for fighting against horses and like you know regular sized folk but for some reason <laughs> but for some reason they just say no no they're too short <laughs> you're going to get trampled also like um <laughs> one of them's on a dragon so what good does height do anyway i don't even know don't like even the, know. the fucker can fly for supposedly an unlimited amount of time, mm -hmm. you're all too short now. Like, <laughs> plus just do the D and D route. Grab them and throw them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, like, I feel like people overestimate the power of tall people. Like, our kneecaps are very vulnerable. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Is like they could take out the horses probably pretty easily. Yeah, a yeah. horse yeah. legs are your very knees with their toothpick very legs. Easy target. <laughs> And, like, uh, once you take them out, they can't heal that shit. It's donezo for them. Yeah, um, front legs on a horse, bad, just bad time. <laughs> <laughs> just um, run up some yeah. stairs and they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but Aragon is, um, like, Aragon and Murtag, they meet in the battlefield, and of course, like, on dragons and such. And Aragon basically says, like, hey, you know, so I know... Yeah, you know, um, I know how you cannot be in the king's control. And Misley has this fact. Misley says, okay, like, he's using your true, um, like, the king's using your true name, which is essentially, like, your, your soul name. And he basically says, like, hey, uh, true names can change. So, like, if you can just change, then you'll be free. And then Murtag's Wait. like, okay, hold on, hold on. And then Murtag's just like, I've literally done the best that I could with what I had, you know, like, how can I change? I am a good person, so it's like, 
the only way that I can change at this point is to become evil. And then Aragon's what? like, n n no, just become different. And then he's just like, and then Murtag's just like, okay, so you're telling me to like change my identity? And then Aragon says, no, 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 just just don't be mad. <laughs> wait, 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 it's it's so. Have you guys, tried guys, guys. not being mad? Have you have you? Oh, tried oh, it? what? You're chronically depressed. Have you Stop tried being not, sad, bitch? Have you tried not being depressed and not being anxious? I'm sure it'll work fine. Like, just, just think of good vibes. Stop being so dramatic. Just look in the mirror and tell yourself positive things every day. God. I remember. Oh, yes, guys. Affirmations beat I, mental illness. I remember <laughs> this. I remember this. There was a lady in one of our classes who went to Elena afterwards. It was like, have you have you tried just going in the mirror and like saying nice things about yourself? Yeah, I was like Sorry, talking boys. about depression and my experience with depression, <laughs> and she's like, but God loves you. So yeah. you, you try looking in the mirror and telling yourself that God loves you. Did she just try to proselytize you th through your mental <laughs> fucking illness? It's crazy. And we, there was a group and they all gave me the look of like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that she just said that. <laughs> and I'm like, literally, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so insane. Oh my God. Just... Wow. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. so yeah, so essentially, um, so essentially, yeah, so they fight, Murtag loses, and of course, Aragon does what he always does, and passes out, because Pellini can't write anything, and when he can't think of anything, the main character passes out. So, <laughs> so then, you know, Aragon wakes up from his weird fainting goat, uh, condition, that's, I just up. want you to know that's how I've been thinking of him passing out this whole time. His arms you know, and legs I, going straight out, and he just falls over like this. <laughs> I would actually love if that happen. Like, I, I want the Disney thing for him to just, like, get stiff and then just, like, flop over like a plank of wood. That'd be really nice. <laughs> That'd be really nice. I would actually love that. Um, but yeah, Aragon wakes up, and it turns out that um, Murtag has fled. Um, and then, like, Nesueta also... Uh, tells Aragon, like, yeah, you know, uh, Roran wanted to fight. And again, Roran's uh, actually quite a good fighter. But then Asuera says, no, 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 no. Um, um, and, you know, like, he wanted to fight, but then I wouldn't let him because he's getting married soon. And, you know, I don't really want that to happen. I'm starting to get the vibe that she oh wants God. to lose. She won't <laughs> let the dwarves fight because they're too short. She won't, she won't let pay the, the blacksmiths. Yeah, and so instead she pays for this wedding. I I have a feeling this is not where this is going, but it would be kind of an awesome twist if it turns out she's, like, on the other person's side. Because it really sounds like that's what she's doing. It really just... Yeah, her priorities are the most fucked up. Or, well, not, maybe not the most fucked up considering this book, but, like, <sighs> her priorities are backwards. <laughs> just funny, just... People say such good things, and I'm just like, oh, if only. <laughs> if only, if only. If only this was a good book. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I have a feeling it's not going that way, 
but that would be interesting. If only it was actually interesting. If only if it was a real book with development and mm-hmm. story and characters that are meaningful mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form to anything yeah, that's going on. Yeah, if only something actually happened. That's what I was actually just about to comment on, is what I'm seeing with this book is like, yes, while things are happening, also nothing is happening. I feel yes, like it's like a, I feel like we like are in new- the same position we were in before Aragon even found the egg. I feel so like nothing has changed. It's so like a the- Neo Breen movie. <laughs> it, I really want I want now I want an Aragon adaptation by Neo Breen. I really want that. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is the thing because <laughs> Paulini actually said, "No, no, there's too many things I want to do, so I, it can't be three books." It has to be four. And nothing, there's nothing happening in this book. There's nothing happening in this book. There's nothing, nothing changing, nothing developing. There is nothing that's happened in this book. It's not an actual book. It's More just... than just this book, though. But yes, this book seems to be worse than the other two. But I just, like, again, <laughs> from the start to the end, not a lot has changed in terms of the mm. main conflict of the world, which is what I was saying about, like, the characters aren't making anything happen, nor are they trying mm-hmm. to change anything. Things are just happening. But mm-hmm. but yeah. in terms of it's, the evil king and all that stuff, it's in the exact same place it was two books ago. Yeah, it's I not as that. much like, as I kind of forgot they were a plot. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as much a stories as it is a series of events. Like, you know what this reminds me of? If someone's playing, like, Skyrim or some open-world thing, and they just do all the side quests. But they don't touch the main quest at all. And so, like, the whole time they're in this world, nothing has actually changed, but they're, like, doing a bunch of random shit, like, getting married and, like, all this random shit, but the main story's just sitting there waiting. (laughs) Um, yeah, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just... It's just, it's just, it's funny because, like, I think that's the thing about this, like, about the series is just the fact that you see so many flaws and then you just think of what good books are. And then you go, man, I would love to read a good book. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, you think of things that could, that could actually be interesting and then you go, man, I wish that happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I've, I've, I believe I've said this before in, in, in other episodes, but I will read things from the series, and then I will like I will see flaws, and then I will think of books that did it well, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good book. This book sucks, <laughs> but what I'm thinking of is a good book. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, but essentially, so uh, Aragon. Goes to find Warren and Katrina, and they're arguing, and essentially, so, like, Aragon's just like, hey, you know, maybe we should hold off on the wedding. And then Warren basically says, like, no, we can't hold off on the wedding because, like, another battle might happen, and then I might die, and then Katrina will have, like, a bastard child, and I kind of don't want that. Uh, way to be subtle, my guy. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't actually say bastard child, but he's just no, like, but oh, I mean, know. like, way to like keep a secret. Oh yeah, no, like it's like <laughs> it's it, it really is. So it really is like this. Like it's like 
an unwed woman heresy. Mm-hmm. We can't allow that. Mm-hmm. An unwed mother. Oh, Lord. Please but, yeah, forgive so, us. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. But yeah, so the wedding happens. The Swede gives, um, you know, the couple a bunch of gold. And then, like, there's, like, you know, a party happening. And then Aragon actually later asks the Swede and says, Wait, hold on. I thought the Varden had issues with, like, I thought the Varden had issues for money. And then the Swede actually says, Oh, you know, we're not that strapped for cash. Um, We won't go hungry. But we'll probably die because we ha- we lack a spear or a shield. So I'm sorry. What? Here's the thing. Here's okay. So here's the thing. He's okay. So I when I read that I was like, okay, hold on. So do you know how many Smiths could have been paid with that amount of gold? <laughs> but I just love how she's like, no, no, we're fine, but we'll probably die. That's not what fine is. She's yeah. like, we won't. It's fine because we won't go hungry, but we'll probably be stabbed in our sleep. Yeah. So um, this is the thing that gets me the most, though. Throughout the entire book, like it goes out of its way to say Naswada, super smart girl. She is super, super duper smart. Like that's her thing. And then this. <laughs> so if I remember correctly, I can't. I got. I'm thinking about what the actual text is. I'm summarizing this, but literally she says, "Oh, you know, like we we won't have issues with food, but we'll have issues because we lack the equipment." Um, essentially, and it's about like, you know spears or a shield. And I'm like, do you even? Because <laughs> it's one of those things that like she says. Oh, but you know she why she's said- fine with it? It's because she's not the one going out into battle, so it's fine. So yeah. leadership. So, <laughs> a little bit more in depth. She says that she's essentially investing in Warren, but it's just like, I don't think you understand. Like, one, okay. Because this is for me. You should have probably gave that gold to some blacksmiths, have them make a bunch of spears and shields, give those to like 200, 300 people. Warren is not, like, Warren is not good or special enough to compete with a literal Spartan army. I also, don't think you understand. Also, so a dowry, if I'm remembering correctly, that's usually money that the bride's father receives. Well, he's... Well, well actually, I think, now this... Which, what, believe- good, what good is that if he's been banished and can't ever see or talk to her again? Yeah, so, so who's this money way, going I to? I don't think so this, Arag- Aragon has not told her that he banished her daddy. So if I remember correctly, I'm not sure if I'm getting my history right. Um, but a dowry, I thought, was it was something you gave to the husband to kind of say, oh, thank you for taking this kind of burden of my daughter. Okay, so the other <laughs> way around. I got it mixed up. It was the, Okay, because I, I think it's, yeah, but for this, especially, um, the Swede is giving this money to Katrina and Warren, and it's a lot of gold that he, she should have been giving <laughs> to the Like, what is he going to do with this money? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, what good is this if they're all going to die? I don't know. <laughs> Elena, you're smart. He, he's person <laughs> I'm not in a Swede is smart, am I? Like... <laughs> So, okay, so there's actually 
this one chapter, and I'm only going to bring, okay, this is, um, Rowan and Katrina talk about, like, their baby and, like, their future life and everything, and I only bring this up because the boat that Arya made, like, that randomly just, like, she made, it's just been floating around, and apparently it comes, like, it flies into the scene. <laughs> like, flies <laughs> into the scene? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just been flying around the world, and it just, so wait, like, butterfly in the sky... Floating. Like, so Take a look, it's in like, a book <laughs> reading Rainbow, like, just fucking launches into the scene. But not this book, though. Yeah, Don't it just, look yeah, like, it goes, like, it, it was just a grass boat that she made fly, and it's just been flying around the random world, just doing boat adventures. Why apparently. is it a boat, then? Yeah, <laughs> no, like she made it! <laughs> I guess they wouldn't know what a plane is back But then, boats also there. don't fly, so it should have been like a bird or a dragon or a fucking leaf or something. No, it's a boat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's an You know airship. what? I gotta pick my battles, and I have a feeling I'm gonna need the energy later, so okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just so funny. Elena, you keep using logic. I'm so sorry. I know, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I gotta stop. We really should have stopped using logic after like, she explained the alien thing to us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, <laughs> things happen. Don't think about it. No, they I don't want <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, how do I explain this? So, um. Now it's been Morgan the- this whole time. <laughs> how do I explain this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry. I'm impressed that you've been able to to explain this so far because I think I would have lost my mind trying to explain this. Okay, so essentially, so the dwarf kingdom, uh, they're having issues. It's uh, it's kind of like a democracy thing. So, um, unfortunately, there's kind of like a political battle happening, and Nesuita basically says, "Okay, you know, I need you." to, um, I need you to go to the dwarf area. And the issue is that, so here's the thing. He, um, this way that basically says, and Aragon actually stated this like himself, um, when, when he was traveling with Arya back to the Rebel Kingdom, they were actually running, like running on foot, not like, like running. And so basically, um, it was one of those things, basically just like, okay, so the only person that can keep up with you is an Urgle, and I'm going, like, you know, you have to travel with this Urgle as a companion. And then Aragon's just like, okay, I don't wanna. <laughs> what is the point and, of Sephira? And then, so, he's the thing. So, it's a long story, so... Okay. So... <laughs> It's actually explained, so I'm going to explain this. So Besides Sahira, giving him demigod powers, like, yeah, yeah. otherwise, so, no, no. she's just, like, this giant winged creature that can't fly or do anything of value. So, the, okay, so it actually is kind of described. So the reason why um, they don't want her to go with Aragon, they don't want her to take this, because then the king will know that Aragon's not there, and they can have an advantage in battle. Does that make sense? No. Oh, no, oh, it okay. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, because like how to explain it. So, because I mean, like, okay, pretty... what you're saying 
like it's not like what you're saying doesn't make sense from the mm. book's perspective they've built this universe yeah. with dragons and we've not been able to utilize a dragon this whole time because <laughs> the evil king which is a story we haven't progressed whatsoever and so <laughs> why is Safira even a character if we can never use her yeah <laughs> because demigod powers though but he could get that from a fucking cat. (laughs) And my my question from the beginning, too, is, like, why isn't Saphira just, like, a baby-sized? Because then it would make sense why she can't fly around and shit. But instead they have to be like, no, no, somehow the king will see this dragon fly but won't see it walk around, stomp in the ground like elephants probably do, breathing fire or whatever the fuck, like... Also, like, like, what, like, six months ago... She hatched from an egg, but she's, like, fully grown. And, like, begging for, like, complaining that she doesn't have a mate. Like... And plus, like, if the whole thing is that the evil king has, like, essentially eyes in the sky, wouldn't these eyes also see, hey, that looks like a dragon down there? You know? (laughs) Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um... The only thing that they did for that was that they were like, oh, no, 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 a Safira, she flies really far up, so she looks like a bird. So why can't she do that now? I don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think the when reason they the want to keep I... her there is because, it's because, like, they want to, like, uh, they basically want to make it seem like Aragon's still with the Barden. Also, wouldn't the eyes in the sky know she's not a bird because they would be closer, technically, and they'd be like, oh, that's really high up for such a small bird. It's also very big, because the closer you get yeah, to it, the bigger big it'll get. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm very like confused they- about this king and his abilities and powers and what he has oversight in. <laughs> Um, so, I think I'd probably say, so the thing that, what his power seemed to be was that he was controlling the Urgles, now he doesn't have control of the Urgles, um, he was, he had the Razak doing his evil bidding, Aragon has now killed all the Razak, and, um, uh, Galpatorix has also have, uh, also has Murtag in the th- Dragon Thorn with him, and uh, Gapatorx, I believe, is also he can also um scry people, which is basically he can magically search for people in their locations. If that makes sense. And a thing that they actually, I think, was it was it this book or the previous book? It wasn't, um, it's not really plot relevant, but I can probably say it now. Um, Aragon has been giving, oh, sorry, has been given a um. I think it's jewelry. I think it's a necklace that basically um, blocks someone from scrying him. And I think, yeah, that's it. I think. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. To- I mean, again, what you're saying makes sense, but the book doesn't make sense. Is the point oh, I'm yeah, trying no, to I make? Know. It's like <laughs> there's really either because they create this dragon character and then they don't utilize it at all. Oh yeah. And so it's like don't. either why is she there to begin with, or utilize her more. Mm-hmm. And they just always yeah, come up there. with bullshit reasons why she can't be utilized. 
Yeah, I don't, like this king is simultaneously able to see her immediately as she flies in the sky, but also mistakes her for a bird. Is mm. able to magically find people, but also can't find them. Um, <laughs> and if they can't find them, why don't they just go? But they want to think Aragon is still there, but why? Aragon's not that cool. So why does it matter if he's there or not? Uh, I think it's like the it's like a weird advantage. I think even though like other people can ride Sephira, <laughs> it's just kind of dumb. It's just a long story. I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, but essentially, Aragorn um, basically says, you know, like I don't want to travel with this Urgle, and then. And this way that actually says, like, okay, like, you're a dragon rider, you can use magic, you know, you have this dragon that's under your control, essentially. So, literally, it's impossible to uh, to punish you. So, you have to follow my orders, or you look like Galbatorx. <laughs> so, it's just <laughs> like, hey, like, listen to me, because if you don't listen, you're kind of being, like, the bad guy. <laughs> 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 and then, like, and the funny Aragorn thing is, only this, people don't listen to me. The funny thing is, this is the second time Aragon has been told, "Hey, you're kind of acting like the enemy." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In just like a ten-minute span. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this is probably like a couple days later. This is um, it was after a battle, then also um, after that night, and then um, I think it's like at least two days later. I think. Um, but, but yeah, let's see. Oh yeah, so yeah, but basically, um, so Aragorn basically says, like, oh, you know, like, okay, fine, I'm gonna go down there, but, like, when I'm done, uh, Sephira's gonna come down there to fix the gem she broke. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, like, just, uh, so basically, um, and there's this thing, I think I have it here. So, here's the thing. So, Aragorn's getting ready for the trip. And, uh, so then, um, you know, Aragon, he, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I gotta get, like, I gotta, like, get some energy that I can use for, um, that I can use for, like, my spells, and I'm gonna put it, like, you know, in my, uh, ring and my jewelry. So he goes to the butcher and takes the energy from the dying animals, and he gets quite upset, the usual thing, even though he's eating meat now, occasionally, even though he's killed people... (laughs) Even though <laughs> it's just all these things, but he's quite upset, and uh, you know he just travels with the Urgle, and um, there's just gonna be like Urgle lore dumping. So um, Urgles have seven toes on each foot, just like dwarves. Um, <laughs> Urgles have had um, like you know, basically just like uh, Aragon actually says, like, hey, you know, um. Urkels have killed a lot of humans, and then the Urgle basically says, yeah, but, like, you killed a lot of Urgles, though, so, like, you know, and then, (laughs) and then, like, Aragon's just like, dude, I literally saw, like, a baby, like, stabbed on a pike, what are you talking about? And then, (laughs) and then, um, and and then the Urgle's just like, oh, you know, well, one of our villages we had got wiped out completely, you know, people were burnt, slaughtered, and tortured. It's, like, you know, really bad. And so, again, they're, you know, they're traveling to the Dwarven Kingdom. And here's the thing. So, because 
It's one of those things that Paulini doesn't understand height or, like, physics. So here's the thing. So he says there are t- 10 mile high mountains. Um, so here's the thing. Mount That's Everest insane. Is- so mm-hmm. Mount Everest is 5.5 miles high. <laughs> and the Mariana Trench, the deepest, most, un- or highest, depending on if you're upside down or not. Unexplored thing is seven miles. Yeah, so <laughs> just, you know, flip it. It's okay, it's okay, guys, guys. He has his he's going to get his ten foot sword and he's gonna <laughs> ride up this ten mile high mountain with his chafed legs th- thighs. <laughs> and I believe the highest planes fly is also like five miles. Like he would need oxygen just to like get to the top like he pretty sure right there'd be no oxygen at that height almost no oxygen yeah i think you're actually um you're going into the other parts of the atmosphere that (laughs) because some people need oxygen for mount everest like yeah yeah. so and that's half Um, but uh, it, it, this though, is giving me dragon five foot sword vibes, and also the, <laughs> or that, the cave or that the, goes down where he goes down the know, stairs for ten minutes. It's okay though. It's okay though because he can just chop down a tree with his five foot sword and carry it around with him, and it'll provide all the air he needs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, that's Murtax now, and now he has his fancy sword. His falchion that he never trained with. Even. <laughs> what is a falchion sword? So I never think, asked. But like, so, what think is it? Of a, so think of a sword that, okay, like literally imagine someone having a sword, and then they took the tip and then slightly bent it. Does oh, like sense? a hooked sword? Not hooked. It's literally just like... It's like um an obtuse angle. <laughs> it's oh. like so like yes yeah, so like so literally it's so like a it's sword. So it's a straight sword with a little bit of gay in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it goes a little to the left, you know, at the end. <laughs> the sword's so a little like... sensitive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um you guys wanna probably like um like probably talk to the listeners, but yeah, basically just Google Falcon. F-A-L-C-H-I-O-N, Falcon. I believe that's how you say it. Unfortunately, I'm not a sword nerd. Um, <laughs> but I believe that's how you say it. And they're also bad with English. <laughs> <laughs> English pronunciation is hard. Um, but yeah, so I'm just... Um, and then I'm going to transition to Roran's story. And essentially... Um, this is a point in time where Roran is fighting with a group of people, and he's fighting against, you know, the bad guys, and there's a magic user called Karn, and how I explain this? They actually show what a magic duel looks like, and dude, this sucks so major trash, and I actually have a thing <laughs> like this. So, they actually have a description. This way it is. Um, by the lead wagon, Karn stood facing a tall man in robes, the two of men rigid, except for occasional twitches, the only sign of their invisible duel. Even as Rowan watched, Karn's opponent pitched forward and lay motionless on the ground. So literally all they did 
was that they stood in front of each other, twitched, and then one person fell over. <laughs> so they had like a breakdance battle? No, no. Like they just stood there stiffly with like the occasional twitch. And but then- did they? But did they really stand there stiffly, or were they just moving too fast for your eyes to see? God, I wish with the glisten of, on someone's glasses, like, like, did could it have been like you know, like in a samurai movie or whatever, where they no. they come running at each other with the swords, and, and the tree in the only- back is sliced in half. Yeah, it's like, it takes a second, but then all of a sudden the blood shoots out and there's a clear victor. I I was thinking more like they just slowly drop to the ground. Yeah, or were that, (laughs) yeah. Like, they run past each other. Like, you zoom out and you see only one of the blades has blood on it. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's cool. Don't forget, forget, right when they drop, you hear the (laughs) Japanese flute and a few cherry blossoms blow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, but yeah, but essentially, so they win the battle and such, and it's just really weird. So the leader, he, um, like he, like you know, he tells people like, hey, you know, check the dead bodies and such, make sure that they're dead. The leader goes to check someone, and then like, I guess someone was pretending to be dead or something because. The leader gets his hand chopped off, and then everyone's, like, freaking out and being like, dude, you literally just lost your hand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then he's just super calm about it. I have, I just... have two. It'll grow back. <laughs> like, it's it's fine. Like, It'll grow back. Like, the guy, if I remember correctly, like, he gets his hand chopped off, and then he immediately, like, kills the bad guy, and then is like, okay, you're right, continue with your work. But I'm like, dude, that... There's so much blood loss. <laughs> and everyone's like he's not even like it's just it's just very strange. Just like okay. You got your hand chopped off, but okay. Kinda weird. Anyway let's go back to Aragon. I okay, I just wanna say I'm not trying to comment on the PowerPoint, but Aragon with the dwarves, I guess he's not a vegetarian anymore. This is scaring me. Is he gonna <laughs> eat the dwarves? Oh <laughs> no, no, no. So So what I wanted to say was that so Aragon's like how he course. like Aragon approaches them like um why am I blanking on names? Darth Vader, but before he's Darth Vader. Anakin. With the with the younglings. He just <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking he'd just, just go kids. up to one of them and just start licking them. Like, ah. What the fuck? <laughs> so, the reason why I said um, that, well, I wrote that in the power, um, in the slides, because um, he eats mutton. So it's just like, okay, I guess you just, you're just not a veg. I don't know. And what exactly again, this is was- mutton, honest? Like, I've heard of mutton before. I'm like, isn't it from a sheep? it is. It's sheep. I think so. It doesn't sound appetizing. <laughs> Mostly because it's called. I mutton. think it's like sheep flesh, so you wouldn't be yeah, wrong. That, but yeah. I, I, that's just what I think I remember from mutton. But <laughs> so, um, yeah, but like he's 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 eating mutton, and it's just like okay, because again, this was. Like, in the second book, this was a very big thing of him being like, oh, you know, all life 
is good. I can't kill any animals because I understand that they want their lives too. This was a very big thing in book two. And now he's just like, oh no, I eat meat now. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Maybe, maybe you know, I was wrong. I, it almost makes me feel like he was like, oh, writing a vegetarian is hard. So I'm going to say JK, never mind. But and I also, this is one thing that I also just... think was that because Pallini was a vegetarian when Aragon was written as a vegetarian, I feel like Pallini kind of walked back on his views as well and now occasionally also eats meat. And I think that's why he's like, okay, well, not Aragon can eat meat. <laughs> well, it's, it's just the fact that nobody has any choice. Like, there's no consent in this world. Mm-hmm. And then... And then he he was apparently getting complaints about the the main character being a vegetarian. It just it feels like he was like trying to pander to like some like super like right wing shitheads who were like, "Why might he done a might?" I don't know. Just very strange. Um, but yeah, so he's with the dwarves, and so the reason why, um, the reason why, um, Aragon is down there is because, uh, the head leader of the dwarves is that, um, like, he, he passed away. And what he's trying, um... Was he trampled by a horse? (laughs) Like a child? (laughs) No, no, no. Like a little baby infant... Getting getting <laughs> stepped on by the big kids. <laughs> so, um, what Aragon is essentially doing is that he's trying to ensure that one dwarf uh, gets elected. Essentially, I and really thought you were going to say electrocuted. I don't know why, but I was <laughs> like, oh my god! I feel Honestly, like how things go in this book. With how things are going in this book, I feel like electrocuted almost makes more sense. Just based on what we've already experienced. Did the, did the guy <laughs> die off-screen? Off like, quote, off-screen? Did he... Did this guy die... Did we see it, or do, are you just told? Um, unfortunately, I can't remember what happened. I apologize. That's okay, because I just feel like that's happened a couple times. With Murtag, with the guy that was before Nisueda, we're just like, oh, no, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so essentially... He is trying to support this guy named Oric, a dwarf person named Oric, and he's um essentially Oric will ensure that the dwarves support the Varden, Nasweda, the leader. Um, so Oric basically says, like, hey, um, you have to, you know, gotta have to like support me. And then Aragon just says, like, you know, I don't really know if I should. And then Oric's just like, okay, dude, but I literally have a plan. Can you just support me? And Aragon's still going like, eh, I don't really know. I mean, like, maybe if I supported another, I, I don't know. And then, oh my god. And then, so here's the thing. So, um, like, I didn't really, I didn't really say this because it's not, it's a slight plot point, but not really that much. Um, Aragon was actually sworn into Oryx's clan. Like, he's, like, he's, He's essentially a, um, like, an honorable, like, you know, kind of, like, uh, someone who is, like, 
you aren't really a dwarf, but like you're kind of like one of us kind of thing. And yeah, so Oric basically says like, hey, like, dude, you're part of my clan. So you have to support me or you're shaming me. And if you shame me, then I'll have to banish you from the clan and then no one will trust me or you. And then you'll probably get shanked because you're betraying a clan. Oh my what God. is what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad for all so around. many concepts. This is so many cultural concepts just literally thrown in like in a two second interval. So the that we're not referenced at all. So the thing about dwarves is that they kind of like clan stuff. Like they have like a lot of clan drama, and you have to kind of like it's kind of like the yakuza, where it's like oh you know this family that family stuff, mm. and they're just very big and like oh no no you have to support your clan and like all this stuff. Um, but yeah. So then uh, Aragon's just like okay so like. You know, like, this this voting stuff's taking too long. What if we just took the throne by force? And then Orin, uh, Oric basically goes, like, no, you lunatic. Because, <laughs> 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 like, yeah, like, and again, like, he explained, just, like, no one will think of me as a, like, no one's going to accept me as a leader if I take it by force, you weirdo. Stop that. <laughs> I really feel like Aragon is a fascist. I just think he's else? a weirdo. I really feel like he's, he's the only one who's allowed to have choice. So, yeah. like, he's presented yeah. with a very obvious solution, but he still wants to make a big deal out of it so everybody knows it's his choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, during this period, you know, uh, Aragon is kind of in there. Um, he, uh, like, in the dwarven area, he gets, essentially, it's ninja dwarves. I can't, I was like, I can't explain it otherwise. Like, it's, it's, like, they're dressed in, like, again, like, they move really fast, and, like, it happens, like, in, like, this shadowy area, and I, I believe they're wearing all black. And it's literally just ninja dwarves. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, Can we get shadow clones in here, too? Resendians and everything. Just, just go all in. <laughs> so, so while you know this occurs, um, Aragon's sword breaks, and when I not read the that, super I said, cool sword. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the thing. So literally, when I read that it breaks, I said, okay, so what was the point? He, you know, because again, Aragon, he kept saying, "I want a sword. I want a sword. I want a sword." There was and even he, a like, chapter. Spent- Is this the first time he's used this sword? Oh, uh, probably in battle, he's probably used a sword um, with Murtag and, uh, you know, uh, that battle before the wedding. But, but I he spent so much time talking yeah. it up. And there was even a chapter of the, you know, the entire, so- like, you know, the point where probably he's just talking about swords and types of swords and everything. And the sword breaks. So it's just like, so was the point. Of all that, just for Palini to talk about his sword hyperfixation for a couple chapters? Yes. What was the point? But then he changed his yes. mind and was like, actually, this sword sucks. And now I'm going to break it. I'm going to get a new sword with blackjacks and hookers. <laughs> so, um, one, uh, so this is just like a random thing that I was like, this is very strange. Um, so... Aragon actually had some guards that were with him, and a guard actually died in the ninja dwarf attack. 
So he actually wants to visit the guard's mom, and you know he tells, you know he tells her like, hey, you know, like I'm sorry for this. The mother gets extremely upset. But that's the thing I don't get. So she's extremely upset, and then she takes a knife and she cuts a joint off of her pinky, mm. and it's not explained at all. Aragon <laughs> doesn't Wait. even ask why he uh, like why she did that. Wait. She just does it. She it, cuts a. She doesn't cut the pinky off. She cuts a joint she, off. Yeah, yeah. So like, think of like the, the tip of your finger. It seems to be that she cut the tip of her pinky off. And it's just never explained. Never explained. Okay, and and you were talking about Yakuza earlier. Yeah, I feel like this might be Yakuza. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is just me, you know pulling you know like a giving a reference i have like again maybe he did just go kind of japanese on this i mean there are ninja dwarves <laughs> so perhaps this is it um and like you know and there are clans so perhaps it actually is a japanese influence um but but and yeah and but it's just never explained it's not that she's like ashamed or anything like she's just extremely upset when she finds out that um, her son has died, and then she just goes to the cutting board, and then <laughs> cuts off the but tip of her pinky. This, that, yeah, this that's he... not even that's not even the way it works in the Yakuza. I know, though. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it's funny. This is his attempt then... to add culture by yeah. stealing <laughs> stereotypical representations of it in media. Oh god. Oh okay. god. Oh but, god. Um, but yeah, but essentially there's also kind of like this this kind of like angsting of religion and such because um Aragon kind of was just like, oh you know, like he kind of wants the afterlife to be a thing and he wants gods to exist, but then like he can't really fully accept it, so he's just like, oh, you know, because the elves, you know, he, he was taught well he was taught by the elves to kinda of like be like an atheist and like, oh, there are no gods, because you know, the elves are like that. Um, so he's just like, oh, you know, I kind of want this thing to exist and everything. So, here's the thing. So, and then that kind of chapter ends. So, Auric, um, essentially after the Ninja Dwarf incident, he is just, like, they do this investigation, and I'm going to try not to get too detailed into it, but, like, a bunch of, um, maybe I should, okay, hold on. So basically... They find out where um, the blades of the, um, of the, like, uh, the blades were actually made from that were being used by the ninja dwarves. And then they find the armor, um, sorry, the armor where they were sold. And then they found the person that they were sold to. And then they found, <laughs> and then they found that the person gave them to a wine merchant. And then that wine merchant gave them to the city that was run by an enemy clan. And this investigation happened in 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's the thing. And then like, and then they just say, oh, okay. So, um, like, and then we use the spell to backtrack the assassin's steps. So it's just like, okay, so you did all that investigation for no reason because you could have just used a spell to backtrack where the assassin came from, which is the enemy clan. 
So you didn't actually have to do that investigation? It was fun, though. Mm. It literally, I think that's what happened. I love investigating. I always wanted to be an investigator. <laughs> Don't. Just. So it's just one of those, it's just, it's crazy. And then, you know, so, um, so they're going to give this to the Dwarf Council, and Dwarf Council is going to be uh, voting and such. And, yeah, like, you know, the or- and Oric basically says, hey, you know, like, just, you know, pray for luck. And then Aragon prays. <laughs> so here's the thing. The previous chapter, he said, I don't, like, I can't really believe in gods. But then in this chapter, he's going to pray for luck. <laughs> So it's just like okay, he's praying to himself. I, yes, I guess clearly. so. I don't know. Dear me, please help me in my situation. <laughs> me with all of listen. your infinite wisdom and glory, please help me. <laughs> I feel like that's actually what happened. But yes, the dwarf counselor is basically just like. Oh, you know, we found evidence of a fight. We don't know what's happening. There's armed dwarves running around. And then Oryx is like, oh, you know, I'll tell you what happened. And then he just proceeds to kind of just, like, tell a story and be like, yeah, all y'all are dumb. (laughs) So what he basically says, just like, oh, you know, like, we could have been dragon riders like the humans and the elves, but we didn't become dragon riders and now we're losers. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like that. Did not really explain what's going on? <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Ugh, fuck you. That's what happened. Literally. literally. He's just like drunk, like giving a speech. It's like another thing. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, so the enemy dwarves are just like, oh, you know, um, the reason why we attacked Aragon was because, you know, he is part of an enemy clan, so we're just treating him like, you know, any other dwarf in an enemy clan. And then they basically say, oh, well, um, Aragon's super special, um, because, like, he's a dragon rider, and, and also, like, an envoy, so, like, technically, what you did was bad, because Aragon's super special. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, um, the Dwarf Council votes, and Auric becomes king, and all that stuff happens, and I'm just going to go back to uh, Roran, because um, it's kind of just battle time for him, and Roran eats dirt, I swear to god, R- Roran, like it's, <laughs> it, like he literally, the, the part of, <laughs> the start of the chapter, is him eating dirt. And uh, there's actually a thing. It says, The rich black soil was cool against Roran's hand. He picked up a loose clod and crumbled it between his fingers, noting with approval that it was moist and full of decomposing leaves, stems, (laughs) moss, and other organic matter that would prove excellent uh, food for crops. He pressed it to his lips and tongue. The soil tasted alive. Full of hundreds of flavors from the pulverized mountains to beetles, um, and funky wood, and the tips, t- the in the tender tips of grass roots. Why? <laughs> 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 it's because they're tr- 
trying to make it seem like, oh, you know, he's a farmer. You know, like he has those farmers. Oh my god, okay. We were talking about rich privilege earlier. This is like the definition. He's like, I don't know what farmers do. I think they eat dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm talking. Like, I can actually. I, I, literally, I, I, I can actually say this. My family was um, like raised. Well, like, I come from country background, and my grandfather literally grew up on a farm and worked on a farm. I have never seen him in dirt. <laughs> my dad grew up on a farm too. I've never seen him eat dirt either. <laughs> so funny though it's so funny he's like "Mm, this is delicious like oh my god i would love i would love to see him in the kitchen he grabs some dirt throws it in a frying pan and starts cooking it he's like well this is this is how you know something is quality like when someone's working in a lab and they have to make sure their acid is of good quality, you press it to your lips and tongue and just rub it around. Be like, ah, oh, yes, this is good acid. Um, or if someone works at, like, let's say a funeral home, right? They, oh my God! they take the embalming liquid and they're like, make sure this is up to par. And they press it to their lips and tongue. And they're like, ah, oh, yes. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's like good stuff. Funny. It's like good quality. <laughs> <laughs> or like when I'm like, or you take a therapist who's diagnosing someone in, in the DSM, they take the DSM, the, the appropriate chapter, and they press it to their lips and tongue. And they just rub the book and they're like, yes, this is the diagnosis that you will receive. I thought you were going to say they lick their forehead. <laughs> They lick the person's forehead. No, they gotta test the DSM. Be like, this is a good book. <laughs> this is a good diagnosis. <laughs> PTSD for you. <laughs> oh. oh my god. This is amazing. This is amazing. Is that what this is? Is that the word we're using? <laughs> yes. This is amazing. I mean, don't you also eat dirt? Is that just not a country? I don't know. Morgan's like, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every day. Yeah, don't you want Part to I'm pretty sure that's breakfast. called pica. <laughs> it's it's part of a balanced breakfast. Wait, wait, wait. You do the words make it less healthy or more healthy? It adds to it because you talked about the decomposing beetles, so it adds to it. <laughs> True, yeah. true. It's part of a balanced <laughs> breakfast. Get your bowl of dirt with the toast on the side and the glass of orange juice and the the stack of pancakes with the bacon and the sausage and the eggs. <laughs> Speaking of which, do they still do that in like cereal commercials where they have no. like they don't they don't have no. like 20,000 calories? In a breakfast. No, they stopped doing that. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, Sorry, it's no. <laughs> off track. But essentially, so, um, Warren's kind of like doing battle stuff and everything. And so here's the thing. So, um, the new captain lost his hand. <laughs> so the, the group got like a new captain. 
And the captain's acting stupid, so Rowan's like, okay, like, I'm pretty sure he's gonna, like, kill a bunch of people. He, like, and he, like, knows, like, um, kill a bunch of, like, of, of, like, of the good guys. So anyone who doesn't want to, like, not die, uh, go with me. And <laughs> how do I explain? I don't, again, I don't think Paulini understands. Um, so during this, during this kind of, like, different thing, uh, Rowan kills... 193 soldiers all by himself. <laughs> so he kills like 193 bad number. guys. Like he's keeping track. Like so, one, two. So Rowan actually states that he lost track. Um, oh my God. Karn, the magic user, was like, oh, you know, I was actually keeping track. And it seemed like roughly 193. <laughs> Kill five more and you get a free Next coffee level. mug. <laughs> you can put points into your decks and you could carry a 12 foot sword. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Uh. Um, so, like, there's also, um, like, issues between Urgles and humans. And um, this kind of, like, within, uh, within the, like, rebel forces and such. Um, an Urgle was, uh, an Urgle was killed by a human, and the issue is that, well, I mean, because, like, Urgles have been quite bad, they've been attacking humans for quite a long time, humans think that, of course, you know, these Urgles are evil, I don't really want them fighting with us, so there's been issues. Um, this way that basically says, like, hey, you know, anyone who kills an Urgle will be hanged, and, um, essentially, like, there's kind of just that for now. And, um, I'm gonna go back to Aragon. Um, Zephira and Aragon, they meet up again. Zephira, uh, fixes the gem. And, essentially, uh, you know, that gem, uh, that the dwarves, um, wanted, uh, Zephira to fix. And she, so she somehow manages, she, she, sorry. She somehow manages to do it with her magic. It's just very strange. <laughs> you know, really, they... When it comes to Sephira and magic, they don't really explain how it works. It just happens when it needs to happen. It's like kind of like a um, Deus Ex Machina, except it's what uh, Dragon Ex Machina, I guess. Mm. That makes any sense. <laughs> um, so is, is Sephira just a MacGuffin then? Essentially, yeah. Well, she's I mean, not she's useful for anything since else. the very beginning. Like, they don't utilize anything else with her, so... Mm -hmm. What are you talking um, about? It's great that she can fly in the sky for 14 hours straight to camouflage herself from other people who could fly in the sky and also... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, um... So they talk to Nasueda kind of, like, through, like, a uh, like a scrying mirror, and Nasueda basically says, Hey, um... I want you to come back and help us. And then Aragon's like, but I need to go learn more with the with the elves. And then Swinna basically says, but if you don't come back, we'll probably like all die. And then Aragon's like, but if I don't go learn more, we'll die because like then when we get to Galbatorix, I won't know enough. So, <laughs> so like. Essentially, that's just kind of like the talk, and Aragon just says, you know, I'm just going to go to the Elven Kingdom. Um, we're going to go back to Roran, and the issue is that 
Um, Roran disobeyed orders, even though he killed all these people, he still disobeyed orders from his captain. So Nesquita basically says, okay, like, you know, if we're just going to have to punish you, we're going to give you 50 lashes. So here's the thing. I don't think Paulini understands what 50 lashes does. <laughs> Yikes. I, I don't. So like cause... dead person, like that person is dead. So, so, okay. So, okay. So Henry, you're logical. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, so Roran, um, the only thing that happens with Roran is that he, um, what he goes to sleep and then he wakes up and he's basically just fine. He's not in super like he's not in like a lot of pain. He's basically fine. He says like, oh, like, you know, like, ew, there's like scabs on my back and it's kind of itchy, but he's fine. <laughs> what order did he <laughs> disobey? So it was the fact, um, so it was the captain basically saying, oh, you know, we're going to do this strategy. And Warren basically says, like, they'll get us killed. And um, the captain actually, like, he actually does cause a lot of the men that went um, with him to get killed. Um, but people, uh, yes, yeah, so essentially, even though Warren was successful in battle, he still disobeyed the order. And that's why he's getting punished. I don't like this. Call me crazy, but this gives, this is not the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, and you didn't, uh, so the furring of pheromones was, <laughs> that was, <laughs> the entire thing just has bad vibes. The entire thing. Again, the, the concept of consent and choice is all mm -hmm. fucked up. Mm. Like, you should have obeyed and gotten killed. Also, thank you for not dying. Like, or we'd be <laughs> fucked right now, but also... <laughs> like, if anyone should be punished, it's the leader who gave bad yeah. orders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But no, he's fine, he's fine. Even though he got a bunch of people killed. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the ick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the 50 lashes on... Maybe, maybe they were just, like, literal slaps on the wrist. No, literal yeah, he for the lashes. 50 lashes in like five seconds like when a cat <laughs> is trying to tell you to fuck off but they don't actually want to hurt you so they don't have their claws out but they just go like this and they just pat like, you a bunch of times yeah. maybe that was a lash <laughs> I, think he, I think he thinks lashes are like with like belts like from your parents guys guys he meant 50 eyelashes yeah they just put it's a bunch five. of fake lashes <laughs> on the back like car lashes you just put them <laughs> <laughs> so essentially so like okay, one lash is being told no ban ban <laughs> skipper's giving me the side eye i'm not talking to you <laughs> <laughs> so so um so like okay so nasweta punishes him and then like literally the next day she's like oh yeah you're also going to be in charge of like a mix unit now so Bro, why even punish? So it's weird, so it's like, so, yeah, so, that's the thing, so, like, she punishes him and then says, oh, but here's also this reward, I guess. This whole thing, too, like, not only is consent out the window, the concept of punishment is all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. 
Why does but it yeah. exist? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I wish it made sense. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. All I can say is this: Pellini is a very interesting person, and I wish the editors would have talked to him. <laughs> Again, I've just ever since though I'm like maybe this is the edited version, and now I have like morbid curiosity <laughs> for the unedited version. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Uh, See, but Anthony of- and I are the same in our love of, like, bad movies and shit, where we're like, the worse <laughs> it is, the more we want to see it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, he um, was either that, though, it's either that this is the edited version, or they the editors begged them to change it, but his parents wouldn't let them change their brilliant son's work. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like this is fully unedited, except for, like, grammar mistakes, because this is what the- that, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Um, but essentially, um, so this mixed unit, it's a mix of, uh, Urkels and humans, and, uh, Roran's group, uh, takes prisoners, um, like, you know, human prisoners, and then, like, the Urgles try to, like, torture the prisoners? And then- <laughs> Then Roran's just like, dude, don't, don't do that. You're, you're being, stop, stop. And then, like, Urgle's like, oh, well, uh, I'm gonna challenge you for leadership. Uh, let's do, uh, some naked oil wrestling. <laughs> and you <laughs> so here's the thing, here's the thing. The Urgle's, they have the oil ready. They just carry <laughs> I mean, what do you carry like- around, Morgan? They're just prepped at all times. They're like, anybody want anybody want a piece of me? Anyone? Want, uh, it's like, hi, Urgle. It's what you say. Let's wrestle. <laughs> but anyway, Roran wins, and they're like, oh, he's so strong. Okay, and he's naked. Look at his penis. It's covered in oil. <laughs> well, he did already describe in detail, like, elves, like, didn't we make a joke about him describing in detail, like, elf genitals and stuff? Yes, we did. So oh, that was, so okay, funny. so that was a thing. So, it wasn't elf genitals, mm. it was the fact that they're hairless. That they are hairless. Yes! And so then <laughs> my joke was that he goes, like, he, he polices fandom sites <laughs> to make sure that people aren't putting pubic hair on his elves. I really feel because, like, like, the fact that he needed to say this was like, oh my god, like, people need to know. This was, um, because it happens in book two. So I'm not sure what was happening. (laughs) I bet, like, when book one came out, he was like, oh my god, they're talking about pubic hair on these elves. No, 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 I need to rectify that in my second book. (laughs) They need to know. (laughs) They need to know. Their image must match my image. (laughs) <laughs> so it's his image. Yes. <laughs> I don't have it, therefore no one does. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. So, um, Aragon is now with, uh, is now with, um, Ormus and Gladier, and he basically talks. Oh, sorry, sorry. They're in the Elf Kingdom right now, and. Ormus, uh, sorry, Aragorn basically says, like, Ormus, why didn't you tell me that my father, um, was Morzan? 
And then essentially what happens is that, um, like, Ormus basically says, oh, actually, uh, you're incorrect. It was actually Braum. And then Aragon's just like, wait, wait, I'm sorry, what? And then Sephira's like, oh yeah, am I also new? Um, but Braum told me not to tell you. <laughs> it's just so... So it's just like, uh oh, okay. So, here's the thing. Like, they actually explain how it is. And it gets kind of crazy. So, Selena, this was her, this was Aragon's mother and also Murtag's mom. I um, can't Selena, remember who Brom is. Brom was essentially Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was oh. the first mentor of Aragon and eventually he dies. And, um, like, yeah, so, like, eventually he dies, and he was do, actually... Do his clothes, like, is he the one where he disappeared and just his clothes, or was that... That was Murtag. That was Murtag. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, but, yeah, but essentially, so... And they just, like, tell the story, and they're just like, okay, so your mom, Selena, um, was the assassin for, uh, for Morzan, the bad dragon rider. That is, um, Selena and Morzan, that, um, those are the parents of Murtag. So, Brom actually wanted to, uh, kill Selena, because Selena was such a good ally to Morzan, that they were like, okay, so if we can kill her, then, you know, Morzan will not have as much power. So Brom, you know, he gets, um, a job as a gardener at Selena's castle, um, they actually managed to fall in love. They don't explain how this happened. They just say <laughs> they fall in love. And so like, here's the thing. It turns out that Selena, um, um, basically Morzian was kind of using Selena's true name, if it makes any sense. That kind of, that identity of your soul, that name of your soul, your identity. And when, um, when Selena fell in love with Brom, this actually changed her true name, and that's how she was able to get rid of the control that Morzan had. And that's kind of how it's kind of stated. That makes any Why sense. Why are true names a thing if they can just be changed? I don't know. Yeah, I, I was going to ask that earlier. Is it really I true? I don't know. For some... <laughs> so that's the thing. So that's actually the thing. Um... If you remember what I said about the Forsworn Dragons, how they remove their true names. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, that's the first thing that they talk about. They say, oh, you know, like, if you, like, if you remove that, then the dragons, they, they, like, lose themselves. But the issue is that true names change. <laughs> so it doesn't actually make sense. Um, uh. But for some reason, Polini didn't think of that. And he just typed it out on his little computer. <laughs> <laughs> and just kept it in but it's just very strange they do this thing with like changing of true names and such but for some weird reason it doesn't actually matter um and there's a bit of like a lore dump as well um about dragons and elder um there's this thing called an eldrenari so in every dragon there's kind of like a gem in their chest and, oh god, I'm going to try to explain this. They can actually... Okay, explain this. Um, they can actually transfer their consciousness um, to that Eldenari. And they can actually, like, throw it up. So, like, they can actually, like, 
take that gem from their chest and then throw it up and then it's outside of them. I'm um, getting Steven Universe. Uh, kind of, kind of. It's kind of like that. So the thing is that when the dragon dies, you're now stuck in that gem. And and again, like it, again, the, the, like, this feels like something that Pelini thought of, um, thought of afterwards because Sophia is like, oh, um, yeah, I never actually mentioned it. Because it would be like mentioning that I had like a liver or a stomach, so I never actually mentioned it until now. <laughs> and yeah, so there's that. Um, the next thing is basically like Ormus basically looks at Aragon's hands and he says, like, oh, you know, they're hands of a warrior, and he should be careful that they don't become the hands of a man who revers of revels in the carnage of war. So here's the thing. Throughout this entire book, they keep talking about, oh, you know, killing and, like, having regrets of killing and doing all these things. But when the characters actually perform something, they aren't actually, like, <laughs> they aren't actually, like... The act of murder, they're kind of, like, weirdly giddy about it. Yeah, and it's really strange. It's like, it seems like Paulini wanted to do something with, like, this motif of being, like, oh, you know, killing, you know, it changes people and all this stuff. But... He was he, too it doesn't actually to do it. <laughs> like it he, seems like that. It really does. Like it seems like he had this idea, but when he wrote the characters, they didn't like because motifs are supposed to you know flow with the thing, and they keep saying, "Oh, you know, um, killing gives you PTSD, does all these things," and then they keep killing, <laughs> or Aragon gets excited, or you know, being like, "Oh, I can kill so many people with this power," and. It's just, it's just really weird. Um, so anyway, Aragon uh, says, oh, you know, I need a sword. I need a sword. I need a sword. And he wants, like, you know, like a special dragon sword. And essentially, um, long story short, they think it's, like, in this, um, they think it's, like, in this, like, old tree, and they're trying to, like, search around it, but they're like, okay, you know, and then Zephyr actually says, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't try to harm the tree because the tree's going to, um, like, you know, because they'll probably get killed or something. Let's not try to harm the tree. And then, basically, so, he, you know, but, like, they can't really find the sword or anything, and they actually go to a blacksmith, and you know, like, um, Jeeve was an elf that made the swords for, um, dragon riders. And basically says, oh, you know, um, I can't make swords anymore because I made an oath in the ancient language to not make swords ever again. And essentially says, like, she says, but I mean, like, if I was to make, yeah, it's going to get worse. <laughs> um, but then, like, she basically says, like, oh, I mean, like, if I was to make a sword, I would need bright steel. So they're like, okay, so that probably means the bright steel is, un you know, was within the tree somewhere. Um, and essentially what happens is that they go back to the tree, and it's just like, okay, like, tree, come on, like, help us, tree, you need to help. And then Sephira actually gets You're mad. You're being very unhelpful right now, plant. Yeah, so, so, so literally, so like, Sephira actually gets mad, and then breathes fire on the tree, so... 
Safira was the one that said, hey, maybe let's not harm the tree. But then she's the one in the, <laughs> in the next chapter saying, okay, I'm going to breathe fire on you. <laughs> and she does. <laughs> and then like the tree actually gets mad and is just like, you know, like a, it actually- Because it's getting burned. Like, what? Because the tree's getting burned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the tree actually like holds it like in its roots and it's just like, Oh, you know, like, you're trying to harm me and la la la, but they're just like, oh, you know, like, we, but we need bright steel. And the tree actually says, this is the actual thing the tree says. Will you give me what I want in exchange for the bright steel? Aragon doesn't ask what the tree wants. Aragon doesn't think about anything. He just says yes. And then the tree says, okay, here's the metal. <laughs> Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> consequences, so I have, consequences. Again, I haven't read these in so long. I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea what. Like, I've, again, I've read these in so long. So, like, I'm, I'm going to be, like, in the fourth book being like, what the heck did they just agree to? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, but, but they get the medal. They, um, they go back to the elf. And then they're like, okay, like, we have this bright steel, we need a sword. And then, basically, the elf is just like, okay, so in order to kind of go around the oath that I made, is that, like, I'm going to have to control your body and then have you make the sword. And then, like, Aragon's just like, but won't that break your oath? And then she basically says, do you want the sword or not? <laughs> Why is it even there? Why is it even there? No, literally, he says, do you want the sword or not? Why does this even exist? I don't know! So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, like, um, you know, so, like, I think the reason why was because, like, so, you know, like, um, they make the sword in, like, the, uh, you know, and the blacksmith's like, oh, this is the best sword I've made, and la 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 la. And then, you know, uh, the sword always needs to have, like, a name. And, you know, Aragorn's, like, looking at the sword and just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to name it Bersinger. Um, so Bersinger is the ancient, uh, word for fire. And when he says Bersinger, the sword literally catches on fire. So he has a super special fire sword now. And he catches Yay! on fire and everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Wow, look at this fire. Oh, there's a gas leak. How long is this sword again? Um, you know what? I don't think I actually... Oh, I probably should have... 5.1 inches. It's one more yes. inch. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, so I how just do I explain want that? by the end of it to be him be on like his twenty third sword and it's like <laughs> as tall as a building. Like <laughs> he's just like using his no, it's a, it's as big as dragon. the ten mile mountain. It's a <laughs> oh, ten yeah. mile sword. Anthony, you forget though, he has super strength to wield the sword, but he has ultra brittle bones. So every swing, his bones break. <laughs> so stupid. It's like, what's the point of the super strength? <laughs> so, 
God. So here's the thing. So Sloane is actually, um, it, it turns out that Sloane managed to walk all that way to the elf kingdom. And Aragorn's like, oh, you know, like, I want to talk to Sloane. You know, I want to see how he's doing. So, you know, he talks, um, like, he goes to Sloane. And, like, again, Sloane's blind, so he doesn't know that he's talking to Aragorn. And Aragorn's speaking to him in Elvish. And Sloane's like, dude, I don't know, I don't know Elvish. <laughs> and then, so yeah, and then, uh, you know, and wait, then Aragorn's basically, sorry, what? Aragorn didn't, doesn't know Elvish. No, 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 no. Sloan um, does Sloan it. doesn't know Elvish. Oh, okay, I was about to say, because, like, bro, you've been walking around cosplaying as an elf for, like, three books now. <laughs> why, why is he speaking to him in Elvish? I, so, I think the reason why, um, well, like, I'm going to, hold on. Let me do something. So, like, Aragon kind of gets upset that, like, Sloan isn't, like, he's just kind of being, like, a normal person. He's just like, oh, you know, I'm upset that Sloan didn't want to repent for his crimes. <laughs> so, I think, I think the reason why he didn't want Sloan to know that he was talking to Aragon was that he wanted to see if Sloan had changed. And it was one of those things that, like, I think he just wanted to be like, okay, like, I don't want you to know that I'm actually standing in front of you, but I need to see if, like, you're different now and everything. Why? But Why would he be different? He got fucked over super hard. Like, if anything, like he should want to fucking kill Aragon at this point. Like, again, he did this all for his daughter. He's, He's like, like no, daughter, you can't marry someone you just met that I know nothing about. <laughs> Which is the ultimate <laughs> sin, as we all know. Like, mm-hmm. of course, of course. But the, like, yeah, so it was multiple things. So Sloan, um, Sloan didn't want Katrina to marry Roran, and then he also didn't want her to go into the spine because he was like, "That's very dangerous. I don't want my daughter going into the spine. I don't want her to, po- to possibly get killed." So he was just doing this in order to kind of save her. <laughs> Because he was worried about her getting killed. And now his eyes have been pecked out. He is he can't talk to his daughter anymore. <laughs> He's in an Elven kingdom where it seems like no one's talking to him in like common tongue. <laughs> and it's all because he cared about his daughter. <laughs> and it's it's so terrible. <sighs> but yeah, that's just that's just the God. thing. So essentially um I'll explain this. So and then um yeah, but everyone's just like, oh my god, like I'm so upset, like Sloan doesn't want to repent for his crimes. It's yeah. <laughs> just like okay, Aragon, you lunatic. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so Why um, doesn't this guy that I punched in the p- face repeatedly for five minutes apologize to me? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. I just found him in the street and I punched him in the face 45 Literally. times. For some reason, he doesn't want to apologize to me. Literally. <laughs> and what, a, what a jerk. So, and then, like, um, Ormus, the, you know, Aragorn talks, with, Aragorn talks with Ormus again. And Ormus basically says, like, okay, I'm going to go fight. And I'm going to summarize this. Okay. He basically says, okay... We've taught you everything we could in the brief amount of time um, we could. 
the education was pretty bad to be honest and um but you now know everything that might help you defeat Galbatorix. Also, it's pretty unlikely that we'll be teaching another writer while the king is still in power. But, so here's the thing. So immediately my brain went, but what if the king is defeated? Like, what's gonna happen after the king is defeated? And then they're just like, okay, um, you know, um, but like Aragon can, like, teach the other writers, uh, don't worry. We have scholars that can help you, um, but there's some stuff dragon riders hide from normal folks, and we haven't really written them down. <laughs> so it's just like... <laughs> and then Glader, um, Glader actually, you know, throws up his Eldenari, that gem in his chest, and gives it to Aragon. And they're just like, okay, you know, we're just going to battle, we're just going to you know, attack, um, you know, the bad guys. So, here's the thing. So, Aragon goes to battle, um, uh, Aragon goes to battle, <laughs> Sorry, and then, the first line. Yeah. <laughs> so, what I wrote, I'm gonna tell the listeners, what I wrote in the slides is that I said, um, I, I wrote a little kind of bullet point that said, I thought you didn't like killing folks, Aragon. And that will be a plot point that'll happen soon. So Aragorn's going to battle, and um, you know, um, there's like a big fight. And essentially, what happens is that so Aragorn, so explain it. Um, there is a dying soldier, you know, um, a bad guy essentially, but you know, a human, a regular human soldier, and that soldier is dying. And then what he does is that he transfers that remaining life force from that soldier, and then like heal Saphira with it. So essentially, like, he's killing. Like, he's, you know, and then... So he's a vampire now? (laughs) So, that's the thing. So, if, um, this kind of happened also in the, um, for example, when he was healing Roran in the beginning, he transferred life force from animals to heal Roran. There was actually this moment... Where he was at a butcher, he was trying to get energy to, you know, for, for, for power, essentially, just in case he had issues. He went to a butcher, and then while the butcher was killing the animals, he, um, he, uh, he took that life force and then put it into, like, his jewelry, that makes any sense. And during those two points, he got extremely uncomfortable. But this point, he takes it from a human, and then puts it into Saphira, and he's fine with that. <laughs> I'm beginning to think he just, the only thing he cares about is, like, elves and animals. Uh, yeah, it really does seem like that, but now he also eats meat, so. <laughs> so elves. So yeah, I kind of just elves at this point. I don't even know anymore. It's just bad. <laughs> but have you seen how hot Arya is, though? <laughs> Bro, who do you think he's trying to impress? Who, with by the way, crap? has been irrelevant for the longest time, which is which honest. is another thing I noticed. Like, have y'all seen those people who juggle scarves? Mm-hmm. That's how this guy goes about with main characters. Is there will be a character that's mained for a while, then they become irrelevant. We just stop fucking seeing them for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um... Arya, like, Arya kind of is here, so in this battle, Arya and another elf are trapped, and they're kind of... I, what I said to, like, was irrelevant, and <laughs> just not <laughs> important. 
in oh <laughs> so sorry no it's fine i'm just saying like i'm sure she's around but she's not mm-hmm. having any sort of impact or anything it seems oh yeah yeah no, just no. irrelevant like yeah, hey, we'll just put her in timeout i can't figure out what to do with her literally <laughs> Elena, she is in the corner being a hot, sexy lamp. <laughs> Stop belittling her contributions. <laughs> She's provided a lot of light, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, yeah, so essentially, like, you know, um, they're fighting, and then Aragon tells folks to surrender, and it turns out, so this is kind of like a thing that they actually learn. Is that so? Gabatorik's reason why he um, was that like um, like a why he kind of became evil was because the dragon riders. Um, I'll explain this. So his first dragon died, and then Gabatorik's basically like, "Okay, well, I want another egg." And then the dragon riders say, "No, we're not going to give you another egg." And then Gabatorik basically went insane. He went mad. Stole an egg, and then started killing the other writers. <laughs> so all of this happened because they were like, you know what? No, no egg for you. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it is. Um, and then essentially what happens is that um, so Ormus dies, and again, since a dragon rider dies, the the dragon also dies because dragons get no benefits from this. Mm. And yeah, but the thing is that he coughed up that Elder Nari, that gem that was in his chest. So this is actually what happens. Gladier, um Gladier actually like he's in a battle. He can feel Ormus dying. And then he now doesn't have a body. His you know the person that was connected to him all the time is now gone. He, you know, he, like, he's just kind of, like, in this kind of, like, floating state. And he can sense other people around him, but he can't really see or anything. And he kind of just goes insane. Basically just goes insane at that point. And it's just like, what was the benefit? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but he gets, like, extremely upset. And it's just like, you know, he's unconsolable at this point. And it's funny. So it basically kind of just... It kind of just, like, ends there. Um, Murtag, you know, uh, killed Oramus and everything. And, you know... Um, As he should. <laughs> and they're like, you know, and the Murtag leaves. And, you know, it's just kind of like this end where it's like, oh, you know, um, there's bad things that are happening, but we still have hope. And here's the thing that got me. So, there's like... How do I explain it? You can tell, like, Paulini was trying to be deep or something. So... Um, Aragon has Gladier's Eldenari in, like, his hand, and then there's, like, a sunrise, and, you know, like, he holds the Eldenari up to, like, the sunlight and such, but when you actually think about it, he's holding up this unconsolable dragon in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's, like, some kind of, like, like, oh, everything's gonna be alright, but just, like, I don't think you understand what you just did there, probably. (laughs) But anyway, that's the end. It's just, so what do you guys think of this book that's not a book and nothing ever happens? That was... Um, I would like for Paulini, or whatever the fuck his name is, Paulini. to try the 50 lashes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then to see if he can wake up the next day perfectly fine. I want to. I want to see. I want to see how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That was an experience. Um, I mean, it's already been said, but it's just like <laughs> through all these books, just nothing of significance is happening. Nothing. Like the most I important mean, thing that has happened so far is him going to try to learn things to defeat the king. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been it. And so within three books, that's where we've gotten. Is, and the best remember, written he's... part was the part where they ate the dirt. Remember that? <laughs> remember the dirt eating? <laughs> but he had to make that, a whole other book because yeah. there's too much. He couldn't cut that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, was like, I want so another book where he's just about. talking about dirt the whole time and how much he loves it. <laughs> to be quite honest, I would actually love for an entire book to be about dirt. That would be very interesting. That's because I'm a bio nerd and uh, my current fascination is uh, dirt and microbes. <laughs> so I can't I was really. About to say, I am also a bio nerd and I have never been interested in dirt. I love dirt. <laughs> I love dirt so much. It's so wonderful. Everyone should do comics. No, yeah, Henry wants thing. to murder mice instead. <laughs> so with cancer mice with cancer there are so many periods of time in which i kind of forget that these mice have cancer so like when i get the case i'm like oh my god what's wrong with these guys they look like they're dying then like my mind's like it has cancer and I'm like oh yikes <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> but yeah it's just again what there's so many questions. Like, mm-hmm. I still don't understand why and Aragon's so the main few character. Answers. <laughs> like, in so- terms of why he's essentially the chosen one, because I'm not hearing a lot of good reasons for it. So it's very funny. <laughs> um, while this, while these books were coming out, people actually said, "Wait, hold on, Murtag should be the main character." Right? Because- yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, from the get-go, he's been more interesting. And, and that's what happened. More morally correct, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's why I was like, I think I made a comment in the last one where I'm like, great, the most interesting character is now just lost for this whole book. <laughs> and that's what I was talking about when I said Paulini's like juggling scarves. Last time mm-hmm. it was Murtag, this time it was Arya, where people just disappear for a while because you can't figure out what to do with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So. Yeah, that's it's just interesting. I don't know, and I just I think he was. I know he was a grown adult when he wrote this book, and it's just straight. I mean, I guess. Um, Are you sure he was a grown adult? So he is. So I'm, I I think I actually looked this up. He was in his early twenties when he wrote this book. Um, I think he was like twenty three. And, I mean, so, here's the thing. You can say, oh, you know, like, his brain wasn't developed yet, but I'm like, I wasn't that insane. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, lusting over, like, a person who said no multiple times and just wanted to be friends. And I, I had relationships with, like, you know, with other, like, you know, with, like, other genders and such, and it wasn't, like, a sexual or romantic thing. I just was friends with him. It's just so weird. I don't know. I don't know. It's just so strange. It's so weird. 
And he also wasn't, like, weirdly racist about, like, yep. the tribal stuff. Tribal and also even yeah. the, like, low-key kind of ninja-like stuff, too. Yeah, like, with, like, the dwarves. Yeah. It's just really, like, the it, it, pinky thing. It, it doesn't make any sense. And this, yeah. It's just very strange. Whenever very he, strange. like, goes to depict a explicitly non-human or, like, just non-white human culture, he goes out of his way to make it, like, weird and, like, extremely... In- incongruent with the main character's culture. I would which actually... Which is not usually fine, but he usually, again, he goes for, like, tropes. He doesn't go for, like, actual cultural traits. So, for me, it... I think he will just show it as barbaric in some way. So, for example, there were the priests in Helgrin. They were, like, drinking blood. Um, mm-hmm. Nasueda's, uh family's tribe, they do, like, the thing with, like, the cutting of the arms and, like, they... Um, they also, like, drum and all that stuff. And then there is, uh, you know, the dwarven mother, like, the cutting off of the pinky. And it's just like, why are why? you... It's just, you know, there's not just, like... I don't know. When it comes to, like, actual cultures, they're, like, he always has to add, like, a weird thing that, like, makes it seem like they're, like, not normal. You know? It's just like, oh, these people, like, are barbaric. They aren't human. It's just very strange. Um, it's just very weird. It's it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It is. (laughs) So many things happen and yet nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, there's so much I need to write. I need to make a third book. Like, I need to make a fourth book. It's because he, it's because he realized nothing happened. Like, it's, he, (laughs) he says it's because it's a lot, but he realized, like, probably, my guess is considering how this suddenly this ends, he's like, Mm -hmm. oh my god, nothing's actually happened. Nothing is resolved. I need to make a whole other like, book to actually resolve this shit. <laughs> Even though I had, I did like like three chapters on swords. <laughs> I feel like he just got really high and started writing. No, I think he was. I don't know. I, I could just tell like he was writing this throughout like his years, and he would have hobbies. And then he would, like, write his hobbies into the book. <laughs> so, like, you know, like, the sword stuff that came from him when he was, like, actually blacksmithing, like, you know, in real life. I feel and like being into swords like that has got to be really expensive. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, oh god, I, I don't, oh god, unfortunately I know too much about this. Um, blacksmithing used to be cheaper. Um, it was kind of, like, an expensive hobby, but it's gotten even more expensive. But it used to be, like, a moderate hobby you could actually do. Um, but now it's more expensive because everyone watched Forged in Fire. <laughs> and now there's, like, a bunch of people making swords at their houses. And everything's expensive. Well. But, yeah. So we got yeah, one more book. The entire thing is suffering. Mm-hmm. One more book, and I will then... S- oh, no, go ahead. I will say that the fourth book, it's kind of, um, from what I remember, I haven't actually read it yet, but it's interesting. Um, I, um, you get, like, I will point out some things that, you know, to Pellini's future, it's just, you know, it's interesting, so I can kind of tell he was doing something with it. Um, but still sucks. <laughs> well, at the there very least, things, something like, oh, has okay. to happen so the book ends, the series ends, mm-hmm. so we at least got that going for us. Mm-hmm. 
Assume, assumedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I hope the listeners like this episode. Um, it's you know, I just want everyone to understand how stupid these books are, and I'm I'm, I'm happy that people get to feel the horror and pain and uh, misery <laughs> and confusion that I had with these books, and it's just it's just a very interesting read. It's like it teaches you. Like, it reminds you of books that you like and be like, oh, I know books that do things better. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I like this. <laughs> well, I guess we're signing off then. Mm-hmm. It's been real, everybody. All right. Bye, peoples. See ya. <laughs> On the next episode of... Lord <laughs> <laughs> in Dragon Ball Z, you take your pick. <laughs> I'm a...